It's the Tiltcast, episode 412. Good wood. And this week, guys, we talk my friend Pedro, nice Monster Hunter World uh, Iceborne, build it up. Battletech, Burn. and Journey to the Savage Planet. Stay tuned. Solid. Don't even need nails. Chicka chicka boom boom. Chicka chicka. And that would be copyrighted. It's, it's a dope a- cast, and we're back. <laughs> it is a date in February <laughs> at nine ish o'clock ish. Nine ten on Friday, February twenty eighth. Something like that. Yeah. Uh we're back. Um I I canned early. You did. And and that chance the <laughs> I compensated. Oh God. I gotta think out the fly. <laughs> so for yeah. for the uninitiated, we are a video game podcast that's gonna get through about thirty minutes of bullshit. Bullshit. Some games and some news. And uh is an M rated show, so you're gonna hear fuck. Um so there uh, I got it out of the yep, way. Yep. If that popped your virgin cherry. Uh, uh, we're not ears. sorry. Oh, your ears. I'd so, like to fuck your ears. Woo-hoo. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Um, uh, it's been but, a week. Yes, it's been it a week. has. It it's has. been a week. Um, we're going to jump into some games here in a bit, but before we start there, Rusty. Willow. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I hate that movie. Uh, <laughs> We were Willow. just talking. We were just talking about how much he hated that movie, and I'm like, "Yeah, it's not great." <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't even, remember very much of this. This I movie don't even at remember all. liking that as a kid. No, I didn't even. I, I didn't either. I thought it was. Uh, I think. Uh, I thought I it was trite. It was. It's bad. It was really bad. Like I recognized it as bad as, as a, a child. Kid. And I mean, this is coming from a kid that was like, oh. Uh, it's from a kid that liked the Beastmaster. Uh, the Beastmaster, for sure. I was like, oh, fuck, that movie is awesome. It's like, yeah, no. I want ferrets. <laughs> I even hated that movie. <laughs> I liked it. But I was, uh, but I had, I had fairly low standards when it came to, like, the Swords and Sorcery movies. Because... I mean, I'd watched all of the Conan movies. For for me, it was both Conan movies, The Dark Crystal, Black Cauldron. Yeah. And, uh, um, I mean, there was Dragon wow. Slayer in there, and, um, yeah. Shit. My mind like, went blank. These are all, like, fucking, like, 70s, 80s, yes. you know, before the Lord of the Rings situation. Sword and it's, Sorcery was... Very campy, very Kevin Sorbo-ish. You yeah, know. the Kevin Sorbo era of fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, that that was all that we had. Oh, I, mean, I mean, fucking Xena Warrior Princess and fucking Hercules the Incredible Journey was like... With the not-so-buff Hercules. Uh, right. With with the uh, I mean, he's flowing fit. hair. He's pretty fit, but... I mean, yeah. But, but just not... We're talking like a 15-inch bicep at max. Uh, oh, right. Uh, hey, he's a fucking demigod, so he's got hidden powers. All right? It's so, hidden strength. Yeah, hidden strength. He's... He, he's <laughs> oh, Hercules of hidden strength. <laughs> <laughs> this was the era. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Oh, my God. Strong Hercules. Before that movie, even. <laughs> um, Jeez. Yeah. Now, this yeah. is this. that's what oh, I was growing Labyrinth. up with. 
Labyrinth. Was, yeah, Labyrinth. That was, was my well, other jam. I mean, and was, David Bowie's Munster uh, uh, piece. Yeah. <laughs> you went I mean, there. We didn't. <laughs> he it was on everybody's mind. He was the Goblin King. Of course. He had a Goblin King between yeah, his legs. He was, <laughs> he was packing. <laughs> But I've uh, never actually seen that movie, and my mother had forbade me to see it, and I didn't realize that until me and Trent were watching. It's like you've never seen Lambert, and, and Trent's a huge uh, yeah, uh, David Bowie fan of all things, right? Yeah. And <laughs> we were, you know, we're that's my old roommate, the guy that helped me start the show, and still helps maintain a lot. But anyways, uh, Cabbage, KBG. Yes. Um, so we're watching it one day, and... I was like, I finally figured out why my mom didn't want me to watch this. And he's like, why? It's like, I feel a little bit gay. <laughs> I was so, like, that is a monster codpiece. <laughs> I'm jealous. So I'll be honest. Uh, the only reason, probably the only reason I saw that movie as a kid was because my mom loved David Bowie. Um, as lots of females. Of I mean, course. Anybody of the male um anybody who likes of course, guys as a kid i had a huge crush on jennifer conley so yeah i don't blame you um, yeah. i kind of did too she kind of and then that kind of got solidified when the rocketeer came out yeah. a few few years that's kind later. of a cool movie i yeah. don't know if it holds up at all but yeah, it probably doesn't. i I, don't know. I watched it i've watched it a couple different times since disney plus came out i mean I love that movie still. Well, I mean... It has a classic adventure movie feel to it. Yes. Mm, Old movies, man. It's not... I mean, it's old-ish now. It's not old to us. It is. It is fairly fucking old. Actually, it is fairly fucking old. I mean, The Rocketeer was like 93, I think. I remember really liking that movie. Uh, I haven't watched it as an adult, though. Uh, is it 91 91 that's what I thought I was like I remember that fucking coming out and like I I wasn't I wasn't super into it yeah. Um, no, but like all the fucking older fucking sword and sorcery movies I was definitely into that mainly because I was you know kind of like a closet nerd at that point I've played football but i also played D, so it was one of those things. that's kind of how that for a lot of us growing up and finally seeing that blossom into something that's a little bit more accepted yeah i think the really hardcore dungeon masters still living in the basement are kind of upset that it's not a hidden thing anymore oh yeah but for the rest cult. of us the rest of us though that grew up you know getting made fun of and hiding in our nerddom flag sometimes because of that yeah um to me it's cool as shit like I played football just uh, just as a cover, really, because I wanted to fucking play D and D. I was part of the fucking chess club. I was that nerd, you know. But then again, it surprised the piss out of me. This is this is the thing. I was in the chess club you know, when it first was, you know, created. They you know they had just fucking put it together as an after school thing, and. I was there for the first year, and it was just me and a bunch of the other nerds that I knew, right? The second year, it fucking surprised the piss out of me. Half of the football team was in there, too, because they didn't know that it was a thing until the second year. And when you've got the fucking quarterback sitting there fucking playing chess, you're playing chess against him, and he's actually pretty fucking good. You're like, oh, 
okay, this this is becoming a little more accepted right. now. Yeah. And no. And I'm not talking I'm not the about, outlier. <laughs> talking about all this, let's not forget Masters of the Universe, which is a horribly great film. I I mean, hey, I just watched it a few months ago. I mean, that's going to be loud no matter. You just just rip just, into just it. Do just do it. it. Just, just do it. There it. you go. You I mean, Dolph Lundgren is can we ta- can we take a moment to talk about the fucking makeup effects for Skeletor? I mean, that was pretty fucking good for being just makeup, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm gonna give him uh, give him props for just that. I mean, everything I else know. about that fucking movie was weird, but fucking Skeletor was like, okay, I could see this happening. And this was before fucking CG was really a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... They had fucking practical effects, and if they did any type of special effects, they did the old, like, industrial light and magic style fucking special effects where they put it in post. You know, it's... Oh, yeah. It's the, uh... You know, it, it... It's a completely different era of movie. I mean, nowadays, if you're watching a movie with fucking special effects, it's all fucking computer generated. You know, and yeah. you do get better visuals out of it but it still lacks that i don't know it lacks a classic charm to it Uh, there's also something else it's really hard to recreate lighting and they're still working on that right it's there's still something there that when you're looking at lighting on mixed media right when you're looking at the lighting on the cgi versus the scene around it right like uh, i was just watching avengers the regular one uh yesterday and um watching the lighting effects on hulk while good exceptionally good yeah um matched up against the lighting of when he's you know thrashing loki all about it's it's he stands out he he does stand out every time pops out like a sprite is that and that that's kind of what that's that's kind of what you know that breaks the fucking immersion right is the 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 cg characters kind of pop out of the screen a little bit there's quite a bit of cgi in that yeah And you can see the advancement in CGI just in the last 10 years just by watching that first Avengers movie. Yeah. And then going to Infinity War or Endgame. Yeah. I mean, they, you, they do a whole lot better. Uh, you you job look of, at those and just how much the animation itself has advanced. Oh, shit. Look at oh, the fucking dude. final scene of fucking Endgame. Oh, like, yeah. Like the final scene of Endgame, if you just like. And that is one of those scenes where you could just fucking like, you know, go frame by frame because there's a lot of shit that happens in like the final hey, battle. Know, I'm going right? to get to that movie in 2021. Right. I still haven't seen you it. You still haven't seen it? No, you know what, I'm you not, know what I did? So I'm not uh, spoiling me and Jessa anything. wanted something to do a little bit different. So we're watching Marvel movies because she really likes Marvel movies and she's seen Avengers like 30 times. Right. And so she was, uh, she grew up with a lot of comic books and brothers. So that's kind of her thing is comics. She's way more literate with comics than I ever will be. Sweet. But, um, she was, uh, she decided we were going to watch the Marvel movies in Marvel order. In order. Okay. So we just passed Avengers. We just finished Iron Man 3, um, which I'm still not that much of a fan of. Yeah. Yeah. And we were trying to figure it out. And she's like, it's the dude that directed Lethal Weapon. And I was like, that makes so much sense. Yep. Yeah. Even with the guy with the feathered hair. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was like, it almost feels like a Lethal Weapon movie. Yep. And I was like, this is, this is why it is the way it is. And this is why they ended the movie the way they did. It's, 
it's just he could have just went on and said, "I'm too old for this." Yeah, and, and that's it pretty. Been, and it, it was just like fit right oh. in. Oh yeah, well, this is kind of the <laughs> kind of the initial plan before they realized that um, the final Avengers movie was really going to end up being two movies. The original plan was that was going to lead directly into um, a storyline with the true Mandarin, which is now going to be uh, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings or whatever it is. Yeah, so. I, I know a lot of people that were into the canon that really were dissatisfied with the Mandarin storyline in that one. Uh, yeah, but... The movie's all right. It is the weakest of the Iron Men. Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm. I'm not the biggest comic book nerd, but I really did actually. I I read a few when I was you know I, when I was growing up. I just couldn't afford them. Yeah, and I, we started watching Thor right after that. Thor: Dark World or whatever. Yeah, and it's yeah. not very good. That's probably the weakest of all the movies. See, to me, it's Iron but, Man three. But it's. Integral to the fact that you have to know but really you, what happened in that one. I'm you? just not as big a fan of the fantasy universe of uh, well, it, what, it's not Niflheim, it but something like that. It helps understand kind of what led up to Ra- what led up to Ragnarok. I guess, but we got to make it through that, and then. We'll be back, I think, Doctor Strange is after that, and I'm a big fan of that Fucking movie. Doctor Strange is great. I, I like Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. That, that's and I like him as Khan. I like him as fucking Sherlock. <laughs> He's the best fucking Sherlock ever. Benedict like, it puts the whole... And it's funny, because there's two Sherlocks in the Marvel movies, right? Right. You've got the hokey-ass Sherlock that uh, Robert Downey Jr. did. Right. And then you've got the really smartly written show that Benedict was in that's just fucking great. Benedict Cumberbatch. And in the, when they're in their element, they're both great. Like, I really like Robert as, you know, the, the Iron Man. And yeah. I really, you know, he does that. And he does a perfect Tony Stark. Of course. And fucking Benedict does a perfect Doctor Strange. Like, it's it's incredible. Yes. Um, so we get to watch that afterwards. We might watch that I, this week. I can watch that movie. You really like Doctor Strange quite a bit, don't you? Yes. I like that movie quite a bit, too. Like, it's in my top three as far as the Marvel movies go. I mean, I've, I hadn't seen it, and it was and, actually the first Marvel movie me and her watched together, and then that's kind of when I realized that she didn't have to feel weird about liking that kind of stuff. Sweet. And it, we opened up a yeah. lot and started connecting on a lot of those things. So And... I can sit there and watch that multiple times. I've watched it maybe like and five or six times. I've watched Ragnarok about five or six times. I mean, because Ragnarok is just fun. Shit, I've watched Doctor Strange at least <laughs> at least a dozen times since it came out on video. Yeah, it's and having it on Disney Plus is making the whole journey through this easy. Yeah, yeah. By the time I get to it, I mean, is the Last Avengers on there yet? Um, no, but will be soon. I mean, yeah, the I've only, got 16 movies to go to finish this whole thing. The only yeah, ones like you're, 14 to get to that. The only ones you're missing that won't be on Disney Plus are the two Spider-Man movies, but I can let you borrow those. Yeah, but it's only need. Far From Home that ties into the Marvelverse, right? Well, as far as the current lineup to Endgame and then Far From Home, 
That follows directly after, right? Yeah, Far for, From Home happens directly after that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. the only crazy thing that happened to me, and I'm going to jump into it and then jump into Rusty's weird situations and yours, is uh, Loler, Lola the Wonder Dog over here. Oh, my gosh. The, Man, the she's a lovable devil. asshole. That's what she is. I know. She's a lovable asshole. And I do this thing every day now that... Uh, capture the free rangeness in a, in a bottle and I wrap a present. So what I do is I take a box and I remade several boxes for this purpose. And there are three Kongs filled with peanut butter in that box and the box is then shut and then, you know, like put back together. I'm not using tape because I did do that and she had tape all over the place. Right. But I put the box back together, fold it back together, put a little bit of peanut butter on the inside flap of the box so that she wants to get that too. And then she proceeds to unwrap the present and then go through each Kong. And by the time she does that, she's usually tired enough or has been mentally stimulated enough to be passed out when I get home from lunch to do the exact same thing over again so that I can make it all the way to dinner when I get off work. So and it works reasonably well. Not um, destroying other things. Right. Um, now, to that end, there have been two incidents in the last few weeks that have been pretty interesting um well this week really this week she got into i left my bag so i take a bag with me to work all the time it's just a backpack right and in my backpack are headache medicine headphones usually extra e-juice and i vape um and what was the last glasses my spare backup pair of glasses right and pens those are the things I need, and usually paper. Right. Um, so I left it on the hook, and I was like, fuck, well, I don't want to be late for work, because if I turn around now, I am going to be about five minutes late for work. I'm never late. I'm just going to we'll get through to lunch. She's never seemed interested in it before. Yeah. Boy, was I fucking wrong. Nope. Um, she uh, she not only took it off the hook, and I felt like, because the little thing that held, holds it on the hook was not damaged, right. I feel like she lifted it off there. And then proceeded to unzip the zippers and eat a hole in the side. She pulled my e-juice out, which I was really scared about, but didn't do anything to it, which I was thinking my lucky stars at that point. Um, Pulled out my migraine medicine bottle, didn't do anything to that. I guess she smelled that. I was like, well, that's not interesting. It's like she pulled all this stuff out. Pulled out pens, didn't seem all that interested in that. Found my case with glasses in it. Destroyed the fucking case. Destroyed my fucking glasses. Oh, jeez. Um... And, like, the glass was still in the frames, but so scratched up, like, you couldn't see out of it. Like, huge gash marks. The ends were all chewed up. Like, the, my expensive pair that are kind of dorky looking. Um, and then she got into my HyperX clouds. Oh. 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 Oh, no. When I say I had a talk with a deaf dog, I really had a talk. I looked at the <laughs> stuff. I looked at her. My eyes were really wide. I started screaming and cussing and stomping around. I was mad. She looks at me, the little tail wag. She just sits down and looks at me. I look at the stuff. I look at her. I take the glasses. I put it up to her face. I gesticulate wildly, and I shout at her, and then I realize she can't hear me. I'm just like, the shouting is just for you, man. The shouting is just for you. I'm shaking mad. (laughs) Of course. As I see my headphones, like, completely just spread across the living room. Oh, no. And I was like, those things... 
Those things are awesome. The fucking yeah. clouds are fucking great. I couldn't find a pair even used for eighty, like under eighty seven dollars. Well, you and have these to go just to the hyper one. And I, no, I couldn't afford them. Um, so I had to end up getting this pair of Steel Series that I found that you're normally about uh, like eighty five or something like that. Yeah. Um, and got them on the reman from Amazon for forty five, yeah. which I could afford at this time. They're not as comfortable as the clouds. They're close. Um, they're not quite as clear as the clouds. They're close. They do have a couple of upsides. I have volume control on the back of this, which yeah. is kind of neat. Um, I've got a microphone button on the side of it, which is kind of neat. It's got the detachable microphone that I had before. Yeah. It's got cloth, cloud ears or cloth ear pads on it, Yeah, which are nice. Um, it's not quite as loud or as... Um, well-rounded in sound as the clouds. Right. But they're still decent. So they'll, they'll, they're not they'll, an upgrade, but they will, they're a, a last sli- side half-tier downgrade that was extremely affordable. They'll last you until you can get some cloud twos. I really highly recommend Man, I just can't get over the fucking Hyper X headphones, man. Yeah. Like, just that I use these, you know, has been playing music for them, too. They're not quite as loud. I think the... Ohm response is probably lower. I think the yeah. clouds probably had a 40 ohm response, and these are probably a 50. Yeah. They had a 50 millimeter driver on the clouds. These, I think, have a 40, right? Yeah. That's a pretty big difference, especially when you get into, you know. And I I uh, found my earbuds. Lower frequencies. And I tried those at work, and I was like, I can't even with music right now. This is fucking bullshit. I don't know how people put earbuds in. Right, the little gotta, fucking, like, tinny things. Yeah. And it's not even just the tinniness. It's just the frequency response. All the things I can hear with this. Um, I'll probably be seeing a band called Gorod here in a, a week and a half. And just, they typically have a lot of different guitar parts on their stuff. And could barely hear the differentiation between parts on my earbuds, which are the ones that came with my Samsung phone, um, versus my HyperX, man. I could just hear everything. And it was just yeah, well-rounded sound and so noise-canceling. I put those things on. I couldn't hear anything. Um, and when I'm at work, like, that's key for me to concentrate and get stuff done. Oh. And, I mean, I use them for so many things. Like, that's why I justified the purchase. Like, these I'm using for the podcast. You know, I use these for stuff I have to listen to at work. I use these for occasionally online gaming. Right. Um, but it's mostly hardcore hobby or work. Like, it's something I use every fucking day. Yeah, I I actually have uh, a, a couple different. I, I like to have the wireless setup for uh, for mine. So I've got the uh, Arctis Sevens, uh, the wi- the wireless version. It's of a it. Steel Series too. So it's a Steel Series. Those um, are supposed to be pretty decent. They're but that's like a hundred and fifty dollars set of hairf- well, headphones, aren't they? They are, but that's mainly because of the simulated surround sound, which I don't use because it sounds weird. Uh, and I, I you didn't put try them that on with the, Hellblade. Well, it's not the simulated surround sound coming from you know from two drivers. It's not multiple drivers, right? It's just two drivers, but it it tries to uh, software map the sound, which always messes up the sound. Always, it doesn't it doesn't work right. Uh, so it feels weird. So I turn it off. I just want stereo sound, but I mean it can be it can be directional stereo, which you can still get. Uh it's just um I 
can't deal with that. So I turn that off. But the main thing for me is that it needs to be, uh, it needed to be wireless. I wanted to be able to pick it up off the charger and go. Or, uh, like or I almost got a pair of Skull Candy for that, but I just they all Bluetooth. Right. I, what am I going to Bluetooth in here? Well, th- this is the other thing, though. I've got that for home, and they're all right. They're good for you know for just everyday gaming stuff and. Uh, the microphone's really not that great, uh, and I really didn't need anything noise canceling because I keep the you know apartment fairly quiet anyway. Um, but for work, I use a uh, a set of Bose headsets, Bose Bluetooth noise can active noise canceling headsets, uh, because the uh, you know the environment that I work in is fairly loud, but it's all a steady. You know, it's a steady decibel level loud. Like, think yeah. of, think of walking into a fucking the fan department in your department store, right? You've got that same, you know, you know that low level hum of all the fans running. These noise canceling headsets will clear that out, and it has a noise canceling microphone, so it uses that active noise canceling for the microphone, which allows me to talk on the phone. What I didn't, you know, didn't realize though is, I mean, I was messing around with, uh, with Bluetooth adapters for, uh, for controllers on my computer. Uh, and I was like, huh, I wonder if I can actually Bluetooth my blue, uh, my Bose headset to my, you know, my computer. And fuck yeah, it works. <laughs> so I can fl- uh, pop on these, uh, these Bluetooth headsets, uh, you know, for, you know, for home. And now Bose doesn't have the best sound. It's very, uh, it's very middle of the road. Like you don't get really high highs or really low lows. It depends on the level of Bose you get. But, and these are actually the, you know, the these four are or $500. Yeah. Bose. These are the four or $500 ones. But even then, because of the noise canceling, you know, feature of it, it kind of cuts the highs and lows out, and you really don't need that in a loud environment, like on a plane or in a in a loud shop or whatever, because you're not going to get that fidelity, right? You're not gonna you're not gonna notice the really low lows or really high highs, yeah, because you're still going to have a little bit of background sound going through. Um, it. They're all right, but but they're the best set of headsets that I could, you know, that I already owned that I could hook up to my computer. Because the Arctis 7s, they're all right, but they're not meant for long periods. I don't like the fabric uh, earpieces. I um, actually prefer it um, the fabric because it earpiece, doesn't sweat. Well, fabric earpieces for me, they get hot and they itch. Uh, and uh, the faux leather, uh, they... Sure, you'll kind of get sweaty or hot, especially if you're doing stuff. But if you're just playing games, you're really not, like, going to be overly hot or sweaty, right? You shouldn't be. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, if if I was sitting there, saying playing a, you know, playing a game for hours on end, I want something that's going to be really, really comfortable. Not put pressure on my head, things like that. Um, because that type of thing will cause migraines for me. And I can't have that if I want to play games for any length of time. 
so I either keep my volume down or I put, you know, or I put on the most comfortable pair of headphones I have. And right now those are the Bose. So, I mean, I'm, I'm getting my $400 worth out of those fuckers because <laughs> right. multiple and plane trips and all kinds of stuff. They're, they're worth it for, for loud environments. That's where I miss um, the fact that my Turtle Beach Stealth 420s See, I wasn't, stopped charging. I was never really a big um, fan of the Turtle Beaches. I, I really, I, I felt kind of like they were the premium version of a Mad Cat's headset. You know, it it is a fairly decent pair of headphones if you needed to, but it was fashioned specifically for gamers and not necessarily for any other use. Well, like the, the one, the 420s I had, um, would do, did actually really well Bluetooth to Bluetooth devices. Um, you kind of want to be able to listen to music on it too. Yeah. And the only thing, the, the turtle beaches that I had they, in the past didn't do well. No, but these did. But again, this was the higher end, you know, this yeah. was the first, uh, um, digital, um, Dolby Atmos. Yeah. So, you know, and to be fair, I haven't so actually bought a turtle beach really, in a while. This was a really expensive wireless headset. <laughs> right. You know. Um, those did really well, but they quit charging. So. Uh, well, I mean, you know. That that sounds very much like a Madcat's problem. Um, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> well, most, I, of, it, I, most gonna, of it was they quit charging, I think, because Titan was trying to uh, mess with And I think he broke the charging port. Uh, well. But... So, the, I got these new Stealth 700s, but the drawback to those is yeah, it's wireless. It's Xbox wireless connect only. It's not uh, Bluetooth anymore. Gotcha. But it's also cheaper. They're like 100 bucks new instead of the $300 price tag I paid for the See, every single others. pair of Turtle Beach headsets that I've ever owned broke right at the, you know, at the earpiece. You know, where it's uh, attached to the band, that piece of plastic broke on every single one of them that I've owned. Yeah. And that just meant that it's made out of cheap, you know, cheap plastic, you know, for, you know, for that particular place. So whenever I go looking for a, a set of, you know, headset or cans, you know, anything, I'm looking at the construction right there because that right, that right there, you know, if that breaks, you're out of headset. I mean, you you can't really use it. You could try taping it, but it doesn't feel right. And it starts to press into your freaking temple, you know, um, you're supposed to have the pressure on your ears and not on your temple. (laughs) Um, but the, uh, you know, that's, I mean, you look at the different, kinds of uh of of headsets that are available now uh and different options i mean people you know people want the higher fidelity ones like you know what mm-hmm. justin you got i want the wireless because i like the ability of being able to move around my apartment and still listen to shit hey, and that's exactly that's and, where i love these fuckers and for me it's you know i listen the, to a lot of music and little bluetooth earbuds yeah i just for me it's a uh, 
it's an all-around thing. Every time I'm getting a purchase for a headset, it's going to be a multi-use product for me. I'll probably use it as a headset occasionally because I don't multiplay that often. Most of the time, it's going to be something that I need to use for monitoring the show, which requires a hard line. Right. Uh, because it's running through a sound bar board. I'm sure we could get some kind of Bluetooth adapter, but it would be more fiddling than it's worth. And I don't like Bluetooth, Bluetooth audio. It, I remember when I was in Florida last summer, I rented a car. And the car had Bluetooth audio, right? And then well, connecting, I, I have an older car. But yeah. I run it through just a three-quarter three, well, a quarter inch jack to the no, box. I, yeah. And when I run Bluetooth audio from an MP3, which already has a dithering issue, yeah, um, like to me, it just seems squashed. And for anybody, if you're really into, like I'm not an audiophile. I don't have a $100,000 stereo system. But right. I, I appreciate sound quality to a certain degree. Right. To a reasonable degree in my head. And to me... An MP3 sounds like this. So you've got the record, right? And think about the highest and lowest sounds you can hear, right? Yeah. And so what happens with a record is that stuff naturally levels out because it travels beyond the level of sound you can hear, right? CD quality or 16-bit audio, even 24-bit audio, ends at a certain hertz, right? Right. And it just stops. It's a hard cutoff. And if you listen to... um. I'll put it in two realms, right? You listen to a lot of techno with some really low drops yep. or rap for a lot of low drops, right? Yep. Or you listen to a lot of songs with cymbals. I really like songs with drums. I really like drums in general. Right. And you can even hear this electronic drums. You listen to the cymbals and that high, right? Yep. You'll notice it just cuts. It cuts the it, very top end of it. Or off. it'll squash it down to where it's kind of a Yeah. Right? And so it sounds kind of whooshy, like you're playing it. It's like listening to the drums inside of a washing machine to me. Yeah. And that's even a high-quality MP3, I hear that. Yeah. And then via Bluetooth, it's just a little thing just pushed together. And that's what it's like. It's like your music's playing Chubby Bunny. So it just, yeah. That's and that's well, me. And, and that's true uh, for a lot of Bluetooth headsets out there, especially the cheaper ones. Yeah. Um, that's why when my... You know, when a bunch came into my wife's store, yeah, she brought home, like, one of each. It's and like, before I selected one, you best believe I connected each one separate. And I would sit there, play one in one ear. Yeah, you just One in the other yeah. and comparing until I found something where I could hear a decent range of lows. To highs. Right. Um, you don't want the mid to actually be lost in it either. So you've yeah. got, you know, you can get headsets that are tuned for, you know, for both high or low. But, yeah. you know, the the mids will um, kind of, like, disappear. But a lot of the Bluetooth technology the last couple of years has really gotten better as far as sound quality. And the fact that, for example, for streaming music off your phone... A lot of the phones have full sound equalization now yeah. that you can mess with, which helps out a bunch, too. Yeah. And I wish I could figure that out for Amazon Music. Yeah. Amazon Music is really flat, um, you know, as far as... Spotify is definitely better um, in that regard. If if you're running MP3s and you've got just straight MP3s, I have an app that you can use that, that I use, you know, all the time. Uh, it's, uh, it's called rocket player. Oh yeah. That has some good uh, sound customization. Yeah. To you it. can, you can change the EQ on, uh, on rocket player, you know, quite a bit. 
uh, so that you can uh, you can push a little bit more out of whatever you're you know, whatever you happen to be wearing at that time. And most of the time, I'm I'm wearing the bows. So it, and I listen to a lot of electronic music. So I try to bump the low ends up as much as I can without distorting. Uh, and you know, and keep the you know the high ends a little lower because. All I'm going to hear while working is going to be lows and mids. I'm not going to hear the highs very, uh, very much out of the, you know, out working. So, yeah, um, it works for me, and it's a it's a fairly you know inexpensive app if you want to buy it, but it's you can play with it for free with ads if you want to. Um, there's my endorsement for an app for on the show, I guess. We didn't get paid shit for that. Um but yeah, I mean, if you're looking at uh if you're looking for a a good set of you know uh, of headsets, you know, it sucks that you lost your clouds, but man, the cloud 2s are really fucking good. They're super comfortable. Yeah, I just couldn't afford them. Uh they they that that well, I'll just keep that in my back pocket, you know. If 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 I ever become a fucking or if, millionaire, <laughs> or if Jason ever stumbles across it, and yeah. you know, a couple of pairs of yep. those in the, uh, the if the, your your uh, wife's stash. Yeah, if yeah. if your wife ever comes across some cloud twos, make sure there's at least two of them because I'd like a pair. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there hasn't been uh, any really great headsets come through yeah, yet. The Cloud 2s, uh, the well, biggest no. downfall for the Cloud 2s is I that they're that wired. Back. There have been a couple, but they've been yeah. broken. Yeah, true. The uh, The biggest downfall for me is that the Cloud 2s are wired. Sam, a, that's not a downfall for me. It's not a downfall for you, for sure. And they do have a fairly decent length of wire. Uh, but for me, I mean... It would have its place, but it wouldn't be my everyday thing. Like I have to wear my uh, wear headsets at, at home, mainly because I live at night, and I live in an apartment. So if I want to watch a movie or listen to music really loud, I have to be wearing headphones. Otherwise, I'm going to wake up the you know the entirety of my fucking building. You know, especially the music that I play. So, and <laughs> part of your bullshit this week was what? Oh, shit, man. <clears throat> so, like, you know, all the fucking, like, pain from work aside, though, I I haven't had the greatest of weeks. Like, I, I just didn't have a, you know, nothing lined up properly for me. And this just didn't, you know, you have, have a week that everything just feels fucking off weird. Yep. Yeah, that was that was last week for me. Um but man it, it was like one thing on top of the other and just like kept fucking going. So uh you know, so Wednesday or Tuesday um Tuesday uh Tuesday evening, which is the beginning of my fucking day. I I had already had one really fucking long rough fucking day at work. I was looking forward to another long, rough fucking day, you know, on my second day for the week. And I go out to get into my fucking car. I'm already late for work. And I find that my fucking car is parked, you know, is blocked. There's a fucking truck that jackknifed a fucking trailer into the parking spot right next to me and fucking 
the truck is blocking my, you know, blocking my car in. And I'm like, the fuck, man? It's just like one thing on top of another on top of fucking another. I'm going to be fucking even later now. Uh, I f- track somebody down. Uh, they're fucking going in and out of the apartment that's right below me. And I'm like, is this your truck? You need to fucking move it. I need to go. You know, <laughs> I think nothing of it. Maybe they're moving something into, you know, into the apartment. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm just late for work. I need to go. Long fucking day at work aside, I come back home and I look and the fucking apartment just below me is empty. Fucking empty. These are the fuckers that slam their doors, fucking get into fucking like loud ass fucking arguments and the fan that they, uh, their ceiling fan vibrates my floor right underneath my computer chair. These, Annoyingly so. And, and jo- uh, fucking Jason has fucking felt this. He's like, like yeah, this is goddamn annoying. It, it, it was physically intrusive. Right. I stepped in his apartment and my whole body was vibrating. Yeah. it's I mean, and, the, and my computer chair is right over top of where that fan mount is. So it is a constant low hum. And everything in my fucking apartment vibrates at a very weird frequency. Just like it's oppressive. After a while, it just starts to weigh down on your fucking shoulders. It's really oppressive. So they're gone. The fans off. The people slamming the fucking doors and having you know arguments are fucking gone. I've had a the worst day I've had in a while at work. I came home to absolute bliss. I was like, ah, oh, these fuckers are gone. Good fucking riddance. Please go rot somewhere else. I don't care. And, and I'm like, ah, oh, all right. So I have to go to sleep. I, I tend, uh, I was like, I, these guys have interrupted my sleep so many fucking times. It's, you know, I haven't been able to get any fucking rest. I slept for eight hours like a fucking baby. Nobody slamming fucking doors. It was great. It's great. I go to work that night, Wednesday night, thir- you know, into Thursday morning. I come, uh, come back Thursday morning. It's my fucking weekend. I'm sitting down. I'm fucking playing video games, and the fucking fan comes on. I can feel that the fucking ceiling fan downstairs have come on. And I'm like, that has to be the maintenance crew that come in to do clean up and tear out the fucking carpet and whatnot, right? I stop immediately what I'm doing. I pick up my phone. I call the fucking apartment complex, and I'm like, look, nobody is in this apartment. This is the time. I have the called. The time is nigh. The time is nigh. I have called twice before complaining about this issue. You have told me that the, pre- uh, that the tenants have to call it in. There are no tenants in this apartment. Fix the problem. And she's like, well, don't you want, uh, I mean, I told her about the whole vibrating floor thing. Uh, and she's like, well, you know, that's like a vibrating chair. Who wouldn't want that? And I'm like, you don't understand. And did you really <laughs> say that? Yes, she did. The, this is why I want to fucking have a house. 
I'm tired of having other people fucking dictate when shit gets done. So I, I'm like, you don't under fucking stand. This is oppressive. It needs to be resolved. Get it done. There's no reason why you can't do it. I'm calling in a maintenance request for the fucking apartment downstairs before the new tenants come in. Get it done. This is the time. She's like, okay, we'll get it done. Thanks. I don't know if it's actually happened because, I mean, there's nobody down there and I'm going to enjoy every bit of bliss that I possibly can. But at least I got I got the fucking request in. It makes me feel a little bit better. Like maybe I can survive a little bit longer in this apartment. Maybe. <laughs> but for right now, my floor isn't vibrating. I can play games. I can play games without like, you know, that hum, <laughs> which is the whole reason why I hooked up the fucking headset in the first place. Like that you know, noise canceling headset was just to kill the fucking hum. Right. <laughs> so you weren't hearing it. Right. Just kill that fucking sound. I mean, I will have to deal with the vibrating floor, but kill the fucking sound. It was driving me crazy. So that was my fuck. That I mean, outside of that one shining fucking moment, that one like inconsequential fucking like hurrah for me, very situational. Everything else sucked. So on to you, sir. <laughs> oh, for me, not really. Uh... Not really a whole lot went on. No. Mostly, That's mostly, good and bad, man. Mostly I... work, eat, and sleep. Um, did play a game I'll talk about here in a little bit, but um, about the most interesting thing I did was... Uh, so we've been on a quest to... For the grail? Free up space in the kids' rooms. And the way we've decided to do this is do captain's beds, right? So it's oh, got so the storage get the, underneath. Get it, get rid of a dresser so and put a dresser underneath. So we can get rid of the dressers, right? Um, we found one for Titan, which he's already kind of broken. Well. Um, I got to fix a couple of drawers because he's already destroyed them. Nice. So, so we've pretty much given up on that, on that idea for him. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to repair those drawers. Those will become the that'll become the six year old's bed, and then we found another set of just the drawers. Like the, they're, they're Ethan Allen. They're really good. They're really well put together. Uh huh. Um, for the eldest, um, because obviously she needs the most space. Um, Gal was just selling them because she's downsizing. Oh well. Right. But um, she didn't have the other bed parts anymore. Okay. So um, went and got that, and uh, um, now I'm trying to – I am planning and building a kind of a – just a basic bed frame around that for the eldest. Okay. So you're building the bed parts that you're missing. Yeah. Okay. So – I remember what my what, what my dad and my uncle would do in that situation is like, okay, well, we've got half of what we what we need. How many two by fours can we get? 
And it would be fucking like straight up two by fours on top of well, fucking. Well, that's like... basically what I'm going to do is like a two by four frame. Yeah. On the back side of this thing, <laughs> and figure out something that doesn't look completely as ugly to sit on top of the drawer part and yeah. and that frame. Yeah. So we can put her mattress on it. You can't sleep on fucking a bed made out of two by four. Sure you can. Sure you can. Is it going to be sturdy? You bet your ass it's two by fours. They build fucking houses on this shit. (laughs) So my wife found another bed frame for Titan (laughs) at Habitat. It's like 20 bucks. Basically, it is all like hardwood two by four construction Uh, it works it works (laughs) and two by six yeah see that's the thing it fucking works if you can get if you get something that's you know that's nice and solid and fucking sturdy made out of wood you can't really you know you can't really complain well for him you know it really doesn't have to look pretty because we know he's going to damage it or yeah you're not gonna get like a fucking canopy bed for yeah Yeah, you're not going to get a canopy bed for fucking but him. I'm but. not going to go to, like, Mathis Brothers or something. Right. And buy one of these damn things brand new for the kid when, I mean, he literally took one we bought for 50 bucks and took two of the drawers apart. Yeah. yeah you don't fucking need that. Especially, uh, I mean, I guess especially for him, he's going to, like, he's going to abuse it. That and it's a kind lot of, of a lot like having a puppy. Kind of. Yeah. Um, the thing is, is nowadays, open doors. if you They're, go to a fucking store like that, if you go to a fucking furniture store and pick up a fucking bed frame, they're made out of fucking super cheap materials. Like, some of the fucking bed frames are like fucking particle board and shit. You, know, you, you, don't, you don't get any life out of that. You want good solid wood if you want, I mean. You want good solid wood. Uh, I mean, <laughs> euphemisms aside, good good wood's a good thing. Good wood. <laughs> good wood. So if you if you got something that's yeah that's solid, fuck yeah, man. I don't. Good wood, indeed. He's getting that written down right now. Um, I mean, yeah, you can't. You really can't go wrong. Like that fucking two by four bed that I was talking about. It fucking lasted. It didn't. Oh, yeah. It didn't die. Like the fucking, you know, the mattress died and the drawers that were connected to it died before the fucking, you know, the frame was still usable. I think it's even still in use. I think they cut the legs down, but. Well, I mean, you think about it. Most of the furniture that you buy in stores, the main problem with it nowadays is it's half made out of press board and. Yeah, that particle board bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that fucking particle board bullshit is uh, is just a cheap way of repurposing sawdust. <laughs> it, it really is. That's all it is, is fucking right. sawdust and glue. Yep. Uh, so uh, they're like, oh, we've got like piles and piles of sawdust from, from making like, like these things. Might as well use it. the only piece of furniture I've ever seen not be com- made out of that shit that I've not seen completely destroyed it at one point or another just from normal use are bookcases. Yeah, bookcases will still tend to Desks, fucking... beds, tables, gone. Yeah. I still have I still have several of the bookcases, but that's because generally those shelves 
are still made out of hardwood. Mm -hmm. Well, kind of. Uh, It depends. I mean, they peg into the fucking particle board, so it's where the pegs go in that they that dies. Thing is, is uh, I mean, if you you get the fucking IKEA press boards just as like a uh, a stopgap. It's really just to have something inexpensive for whatever tier you fall into. Right. You know, if you want something that's going to last for generations, you want some good fucking hardwood. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, uh, I mean... I think I, most people update stuff every five or ten years, depending on where you're at. Yeah, true. Well, that, there are different grades of press board, too. Like, I have a entertainment center I built out of MDF, which is like the densest yeah. press board you can get. That fucker ain't going anywhere. No. No, it's not, but but the uh but that's not what most of that IKEA type furniture is built out of. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, fuck, man. But, but playing... I mean, so I've just been adventures in home building the house. Home building, yeah. I mean I uh did you get to game it with anything, uh, Rusty or uh, Jason? I did do uh, quite a few hours of gaming, but it was the same game I played last week, uh, Monster Hunter World. So, you want me to go into that? I mean, I, just touch on it. What's new? Well, so I think I uh, I think I can't remember exactly when I beat the story for uh, for Iceborne, but uh, but I beat the fucking story for Iceborne. Um, and I started playing the, you know, the end game for that. The end game is a monster hunter is a grind. It's just straight up. You play a monster hunter, you get through the story, the grind starts, right? Right. Um, and one of the hardest parts about monster hunter is decorations, getting decorations because the decorations really define what you can do with the armor and builds. So that you can kind of maximize your damage or survivability or have options, right? Really, the the decorations are just options, right? So, uh, so the decoration grind for that is probably the worst part of Monster Hunter games because it's all RNG. It's based off of like drop chance tier systems plus on top of drop chance tier systems. So you have to get the base like gems at the right tier. And then when you reveal them or appraise them, they have to be appraised to be the right gems that you need. So it's two levels of RNG, right? It's, it's really frustrating going through and getting enough fucking gems to be able to do anything with. Uh, and uh, Capcom knows this. I mean, this this what, like, drives people to continue playing, right? Right. Um, but uh, I found a, a, a way to get around that. And, and this happened just yesterday, actually. Yesterday was uh, the holiday... Uh, a holiday fest. Like, it was a released for consoles, you know, during the holidays, you know, about a couple months ago, right? Yeah, it was but, during December, I think. 
But the Holiday Fest was just released for PC because they haven't synced up the releases yet for you know console versus PC. That's happening this year. Uh, so the Holiday Fest already had completed. It was like a 20-day festival for uh, uh, for consoles. But it also included a few things. Like whenever a festival is happening, it adds uh, adds all of the optional quests uh, associated with it. And there's also a thing in Iceborne called the Steamworks. And the Steamworks is basically a really randomized, like, I, would, I don't want to call it a slot machine because it really isn't. You just have three inputs, uh, left, a middle, and a right. And you just have to kind of uh, to randomly match the right inputs. So it could be like middle, left, right, or right, middle, left, or whatever, you know, and it's random every single time. Right. Um, you use, uh, uh, use a fuel source that you can mine, you know, while out mo- hunting monsters to actually uh, have chances at the steamworks and the whole point is to raise the steam gauge all the way up and then you get a bunch of rewards and the rewards change based off of what's happening in the game like a festival and one of the rewards for steamworks or two three of the rewards for steamworks is a ticket that gives you a free decoration so Needless to say, you've been grinding your ass off because you can get decorations guaranteed that way. That's exactly it. You can actually get a guaranteed tier of decoration from Steamworks. It's random that you get them, but it's way faster than hunting monsters. Uh, So I've been grinding the hell out of Steamworks, which basically is a little fucking mini game that's kind of annoying. So I turn uh, the sound all the way down play some music in the background and on PC, all I do is I take my phone and I put it right on the space bar, you know, because the space bar does left, middle, right. True. Okay. And it, and it just continually inputs left, middle, right, left, middle, right, left, middle, right. Well, if it's random and there's three options, you've got about a 30, 30 ish percent chance of getting the right combination. Um, you know, the way that the game works, it doesn't, it's not actually, if you do the math, it's not actually 33%, but the way the game works, it's about 33%. That'd be like 12 and a half. Something like that. Yeah. It's, it's really like one and nine or something like that. It's, it's really, uh, it when is you have three options. Yeah. Normally it's about 13%, but the way that the game's coded is that if you do that as the default option, you end up winning about 30% of the time. Which is fine. 30% of the time gives you a decoration. All the other times will give you uh, items that you can use. Uh, like potions and, you know, trank bombs and, uh, you know, mega barrel bombs and things like that, right? So I just basically let it go for however long I've got, you know, uh, I've got fuel and I get a bunch of fucking decorations out of it. So about an hour or so of mining will get me a good, like, almost 100 decorations. So I, I decided that's the way I was going to do things. Last night, I I 
was grinding for a while and I got about 400 decorations, which is a lot. But if you're looking for specific decorations, it's, it, it can take some time. Um, <laughs> the but, grind is real there. Well, 400 decorations to, you know, to, to kind of put it into perspective, if you've got good investigations hunts uh, that are for tempered monsters, those same decorations would be, you'd get about an average of five decorations per hunt. And those hunts, because I hunt solo most of the time. Take about 45 minutes or something. No, they take about 10 minutes. I'm, oh, those I'm, are fast. You know, well, yeah, but I, I have a fairly decent set, which I'll get into. Um, so 10 minutes a hunt, five decorations. You know, I went through about 400 decorations uh, in the course of about, I don't know, like six hours or so of grinding. And all I did, I didn't hunt any monsters. All I did was basically, you know, beat on mining nodes. I got a bunch of extra materials for doing that. And I was picking up monster tracks as uh, as I was going along. So I was getting more investigations. I was trying to quick math that in my head and I couldn't quite get it there. Just, I know. So five, well, five per 10 minutes. Right, so to get five into four hundred, though, real quickly, that's going to put you at eight hundred, right? So five per ten minutes, or eighty. So you've got eighty. You've got that five times six. If you're just basically going, like, not taking load times into account, and you know, and I'm consistently hitting a ten minute hunt, you get thirty per hour times times six. So, so six. 180. So, you know, I was getting a, I would have gotten 180 decorations if I had actually hunted monsters and I got about 400 in the same time. So it's definitely more efficient. Yeah, it's definitely more efficient. Um, You're still using the bow gun set, right? Oh, yeah. I'm using the bow gun set. Heavy uh, bow gun, right? The heavy bow gun. Now, heavy bow gun, I have two, uh, uh, two sets, you know, set up specifically now because I got the decorations for them last night. Uh, I've got the Pierce heavy bow gun set and I've got a spread heavy bow gun set. Uh, the, uh, the Pierce heavy bow gun, I'm using the uh, uh, Viper Kadashi Lion 2, which is the new variant of the Toby, Kada- uh, Toby Kadashi. Uh, and it's set up to do... Is that the white feather gun? Uh, kind of. It, it Because the Viper is reddish, it's kind of like a rusted, you know... I think I actually have that. I yeah. have the set, the armor set, and a couple of the weapons. I think I have the katana. Yeah. The long sword, um, as they call it. The, uh, the Viper Kadashi Lion 2 uh, has a very large Pierce 3 of you know ammunition pool uh so it's set up specifically to do pierce uh, uh pierce shots and with iceborne they've included new barrels that you can put onto uh bow guns and if you add a power barrel to a heavy bow gun or really any bow i think it's i think it works for light bow guns too but for heavy bow guns if you put that on there it slows down the pierce shot so when you fire, the projectile goes slower. 
but Pierce does damage based off of how long the projectile is actually in the monster, so it can do more ticks of damage as it goes through the monster and increases the damage total of a Pierce uh, of a Pierce shot. You just kind of have to lead the target a little bit more because the projectile goes slower. Um, this is a trade-off, but that really, really works. Um, You're playing all of this on keyboard and mouse? Yep, I'm playing this all on because keyboard and mouse. you can aim the bow gun better. Huh? Yes. It's actually really great on, you know, on PC because of that. I figured, um, like, the move controls for dodge and, like, movement, fine movement's harder with a keyboard. No, it's it's really not all that bad because the way that bow gun really works is that you only really dodge in the four cardinal directions, forward, back, and left and right. Uh, but you can change where your position is because if you aim down the sights, you're facing that spot. So you can kind of like 360 turn very, very quickly on, you know, uh, on keyboard and mouse uh, with the heavy bow gun. Like when Kadashi jumps over you and tries to do, do a tail swipe behind you, I can actually follow him with the uh, with the keyboard mouse, and it faces the the target, and that's going to be important, incredibly important for how I play heavy bowgun. You see, I play heavy bowgun with guard five. I play heavy bowgun with three shield mods. What that gives me is it gives me the equivalent of a lance shield with guard five. Basically, when you know, uh, you know how Diablos actually like goes underground. Yeah, and you were covering some of this. So basically, you play it like ranged lance. Yes. So when he goes underground and he pops up and he, you know, and he does the fucking like charge damn you know charge i could just sit there if as long as i'm not firing with guard five i take no damage i get pushed back a little bit but i take zero damage uh and it's super duper comfortable like it's ruined me really because the game is really about timing your dodges based off of the uh, the the attacks of the monster and see i got my main sets have been Lance, is what I started with, mm-hmm. which is all about charging and then basically trying to face tank stuff. Right. And then the Gun Lance, which is very similar, about charging your super shots, and then Great Sword, which is all about cutting tails. Right. You or- dodge and then do the roll into slash or the roll away to slash like twice, but you've got to play it very Souls-like. And that you roll and you're t- selectively hitting. It's just all your hits are really big. Right. And you you get one, maybe two hits while then, a monster is walking around doing their attacks. And then when they fall down, that's, you when, you get your, that's when you get your true, uh, true charge slash out and fucking like do your three hit combo with, uh, with Greatsword and do like all of the damage. Right. Yeah, me and my old buddy JD, he used to run hammer and I'd run giant sword or lance and we me and him took down pretty much everything. But we even there was a couple of times we went regular bow. Right. Um and I was doing bow 
while he was doing Hammer, and that seemed to actually work pretty well. And and so yeah. we're both pretty good about the dodge. Like I've, I mean, I'd have to get back back into the swing of things, so to speak. But the dodge is something I'm really comfortable with at this point. Yeah. It's, Even dodge with fucking gun lance, which is crazy as that sounds. I'm pretty good about dodge, then get back position to hit again. Yeah, and you can, you know, in gun lances, uh, the it's like having a shotgun on the end of your lance, and and that's kind of the thing is right now they have uh, there's full sets built around just shelling with the gun lance. Um, yeah, and I love the shell action with that i like the pop 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 then reload and then, and then, and then you, yeah the action reload yeah the very much uh terminator reload yep. with the fucking gun lance yeah the action reload is really fucking cool with gun lance um so i, I said okay i'm i'm actually kind of big on projectiles i just used a bow mm-hmm. because i was more used to the maneuverability with bow well that bow's all the, about dodging and then getting good shots and the and the normal attacks for bow don't require much like you don't necessarily need to have your coatings on the bow for it to do damage of course you want to put power coating yeah, and when you, you do the charge shots with it to shoot all the way nose to tails kind you, of the thing with bow you can do that it's no longer really used uh in iceborne it doesn't do as much damage as say like some normal combos with bow but the the thing about bow is that it's kind of a medium range um and you don't necessarily have to deal with ammo yeah you don't have to swap ammo out very much there's just a couple of things it's just trank shot and then power shot and then regular shot right and you've got your close range your close uh close coding for when you're just basically standing at the monster's crotch and you know beating the crap out of it um for yeah to me Bow was the range build that I was most versatile with because you just move so much faster. Yeah, a light bow gun kind of feels that way too. A uh, light bow gun allows you to do it's not quite as flashy, I would say, because the bow dashes, you know, especially the uh the charge dash where it allows you to charge up your next shot. Um it eats up a lot of stamina, but it's really flashy looking, right? You you're just basically skating around the monster. Um, light bow gun allows you to do uh, allows you to do a bunch of uh, a bunch of other things. You can still do a, a very decent dodge, but now you can actually do a dodge reload, which allows you to reload one uh, one shot into the magazine. Uh, which is kind of nice. It, uh, some of the long, uh, long reload time uh, ammo types benefit greatly from having a dodge reload. But I've uh, I've got a really good set of uh, pierce and spread, and I can basically tank and destroy just about any monster I've run into. Um, without having any problems, totally solo. Uh, there are a couple times where the monsters move really fucking quick, and I just I can't even I I don't I can't brain how a melee person would actually be able to do anything because they're constantly fucking attacking. Like <laughs> the monsters never fucking stop attacking, and how do you do that as a melee player? I just don't I I, I don't get it. Um, but my next goal, 
get this shit. My next goal is to learn hunting horn. I want to learn hunting horn. Man, I've thought of, I've tried that a couple times and I've just been like, nope. I want to learn hunting horn badly. I I believe that hunting horn is just it is completely misunderstood as far as a weapon type. I believe that the uh, that it's not it's not easy to use, but it can be quite simple. You know, the only problem people have with hunting horn is that you get locked into the fucking like the playing animation, right? If you end up playing the song, you can be sitting there for like three or four seconds, actually just sitting there playing the song, you know, hopping back and forth or, or as the monster hunting menu community calls it dooting. Um, if you doot the horn, uh, you need to be in a safe spot. Yeah. You know, you let us know next week how that goes. I, I kind of want to get into it. I'm not sure if I'm going to be great with it. So what I found is on PC, if you're playing keyboard and mouse, melee weapons are actually harder than playing that on the same melee weapon using a key uh, with, uh, with a gamepad. If you are using a controller, you have better access to the buttons that you need. And on a keyboard and mouse, there's a number of different attacks that you need to be able to access. And one of the attacks that, uh, that is very common is actually mapped on the keyboard and mouse by default as the side button up. So side button up and right click. And you have to hit those two buttons at the same time to be able to get like the, the triangle O combination on a, you know, on a PlayStation controller, for instance. Um, that is incredibly hard to do because you're really kind of like grabbing and gripping your freaking uh, keyboard or, you know, your mouse in a weird way. And it throws off your aim in, you know, in a lot of ways. So I need to remap some things uh, to be able to play. Uh, I mean, a controller is probably all right. Well, I could play it with a controller. Problem but I'm I have, a console snob. The PC problem snob. I have I have with controller is the only thing that I can use for a controller is the um, uh, PlayStation controller. And I'm tethered. I have to have a cable. Uh, and it doesn't have, it it doesn't have the... I mean, um, you sit so far from your computer. I mean, it's impossible. I know. It's really terrible. I just hate having cables in front of me. I really do. Um, and this, folks, is why Rusty is sick. <laughs> I, I really don't, I really don't like having, you know, the, uh, uh, the cable, though... I'm just going to have to deal, I think, is uh, is how that's going to work. Uh, bow guns, and for the most part, bow, though bow has some of the same issues. Like, to be able to do Dragon Piercer, you have to kind of grip the you know, controller in that way because it's the same two-button move. But you don't necessarily use Dragon Piercer all that much anymore in Iceborne, which kind of... It, 
it's kind of sad because it's a really flashy looking move, but um, it doesn't do enough damage. So I'm going to kind of move on to some other things. Sure. Um, very briefly jump into Battletech Heavy Metal. That's my comfort food game. Yeah. Um, been playing that. Having a lot of fun. Honestly, there's so many flashpoints now that you can literally at a certain point just play flashpoints. Um, before you kind of had to grind in between to make sure you're making your profit. I'm literally just going flashpoint to flashpoint and upgrading mechs along the way. Um, so I've got a full heavy lance in about 10 hours into this game um, with some assault mechs sprinkled in. Um, they've got a lot of new weapons that are pretty great. I've really gotten a grasp on uh, trying to disable mechs without just coring them. Um, when I first started playing that game, you core everything, but then you lose a lot of good components doing that as right. well as losing mechs. The way that the system works is if you leg it, you get two mech ports. If you headshot it, you get three. If you core it, you get one. And then whatever is in the core is gone. So if you, you can highlight enemies and see what weapons they are, though not what variants. And the easiest way to headshot stuff is a pilot with 10 aim and 10 tactics with what's called an LBX, which is basically a shotgun. And you use that to headshot shit. Um, works really fucking well with a guy with high aim. So I've got an enforcer with an LBX um, for anybody that's into the mech warrior lore. And I've got a Atlas with an LBX-20. I've got a Wolverine with a Ultra Auto Cannon with extra crit and extra damage on a Wolverine, which is a medium mech. So I have a medium mech that can hit for 240 damage, um, which is ridiculous. Then I've got another Ultra Auto Cannon on a Banshee, and that's literally the only thing it has on it that does that times four. So, it, or 120 times 4, so 480 on one shot, which will core anything. Yeah. Um. It So, it's a one-trick one pony, but it's a pretty fucking awesome one-trick pony. Yeah, it's one of those I've ro rocked up with a, you know, with a uh, freaking double-aught shot. Gun. It just jump jets and then back stabs or front stabs. Like, it doesn't matter where I stab with that thing. It's just everything dies. It's an all-stabber. It's an all-stabber. Um. Particularly, I've used a lot of uh, Marauders. So there's a lot of components that they added for the mech variants to give them extra stuff. So, like, there's a Vindicator that has less armor but a bigger engine, so it moves faster. There's Marauders that get an extra 10% to hit on called shots. So you can leg shit with your Marauders with, with double PPCs and a large laser or double PPCs and an AC-5. Um, and just take stuff out like every time you're doing a cold shot like you are 91 percent. you might be a fucking locust with like five evasion pips but if a marauder is in play it gives everybody an extra 10 percent, and then it gets an extra 10 percent on cold shot on top of that and i'm looking at 91 percent to hit on legs which it's got enough firepower to take down everything but an assault's legs uh, that puppy just wants your wants your lap apparently um, but I'll move on. So that's heavy metal. There's a lot of stuff for me to get still, and I'll play it off and on. I played a little bit more Mech Warrior. Um, got to the last mission. Didn't finish it. I was using an Annihilator with uh, five LBX-10 or four LBX-10s on it, which is the same as Battletech, right? Those are shotguns, but you're firing them in quick succession, so it's just like pow. It's just a constant stream of LBX fire, um, taking out tanks and shit, but I cannot quite make it through the last mission on that. 
Um, I have two king crabs in that, one with double gauss cannons and one with double AC-20s. And then I've got a uh, catap- I've got a catapult with ridiculous amount of LRMs on it. So I've been playing a lot of mech games, um, but then I decided I really wanted to test out. And there goes there goes the microphone and the headsets. Stop. <laughs> she just wants. Oh, she might have to pee. Yeah, uh, that's the that might be the pee pee dance. <sighs> Jason, what are you playing? I'll get back into my like, experimental thing. So I finally, uh, uh, since it was on Game Pass, I finally installed my friend Pedro on Yay! my Xbox yeah. and played that. That is a fun, tight little game. I like, I, I, well, I looked at it. I looked at it, and uh, it, it was... I mean, it's 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 a devolver game, there's, right? So yeah, I mean, there's like some of the parkour doesn't um, uh, fully animate sometimes, depending on uh, uh, exactly what movements you're taking. But I mean, for the most part, it's just a really tight little game. Um, it kind of mixes uh, like a, a platform shooter with parkour and and puzzles. Yeah. Um, some of the um, some of the puzzle levels that you have to shoot your way through are uh, difficult enough that I had to make several attempts to get it right. Yeah. Um. I haven't played through all of it by any means, but I mean, it's it's an enjoyable, fun little pick it up and then put it back down type of game. Yeah, Devolver games are really good about that. You yeah, know, it's just you know they're they're good for short play sessions. You can get through them fairly quickly, um, but they're good for good you know for short play sessions for sure, and. They've got some core concept that they want to go uh, go with, and most of the time it's over the fucking top something. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> they're like, we want something, you know, we want to do a jousting game. Huh. Let's do it with genitals. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, we... <laughs> we we want a, uh, you know, we want a fucking uh, kind of like a, a roguelike shooter. Uh, let's do it really fucking dark and industrial, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the initial boss for chapter one, like being meat grinder kind of sums up the whole. Yeah. 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 You know, whole premise was that you were caught on another gang's turf and here, here you go. You're going to get. You're going to either escape or get chopped in the hamburger, you know? Right. How far did you get? Um, I am uh, I am through Chapter 2. I haven't had a ton of time for games, so that's why I kind of gravitated towards that, because it's a really easy pick-up, put-down. It is, and the levels are not real long, and I think, from what I remember, you can beat it in about six hours. I got distracted by stuff. I haven't finished it, but that's something I would play again for sure. I mean, it's fun. It's enjoyable. There, 
you know, it's fairly simple. You know, just and the runs are short. Yeah, and the runs are short. I was telling him though, you know, there are a couple of uh, um, of levels where it kind of almost makes you do a puzzle to shoot through it. Mm-hmm. And there are there are some of those that you know took me a few tries to to get through it and figure out where I need to actually position myself. I, if you can finish it in the next week or two, I'd be really interested in how that ends and what your gameplay time was on it. Especially that being on the price of Game Pass, it's well worth it. Right now I'm about two and a half, maybe three hours into it. And, um, can tell you the third level's like this really trippy in your, in your own headspace level with, uh, you know, like, um, some elements of the map are like just this head <laughs> with a screw going through it Don't. and you, and you have to do your bullet dodge to move the screw up or down. Nice. <laughs> like just some trippy weird shit. So, well, let's say, you it. know, it's got some good visuals to it. It really does. One of the things I've been doing, and I've been testing this out, I talked about it a little bit last week, but I got in on the game streaming preview, Mm -hmm. and I've been playing with that for a while, and I actually ended up buying one of the games that it lets you stream for free um, as a uh, thing for me for the next few weeks. Um, I've been, here's what it does, It, it streams via, we talked about it last week a little bit. But it streams via your phone internet or the regular Wi-Fi internet. And we tested on a couple things. Me and Jason are actually dicking around with this. Um, I And then I'll get into what I've actually been playing on it. But we tested out Plague Tale on there um, yeah. on Wi-Fi streaming, thinking that that would be the only way to play it. And then found out we could do it on my cell phone's internet. And I have... Not really pimping them out at all, but I still have Sprint. And I have their low unlimited internet plan, which is not really high. I average between 5 and 10 megabits per second down. And we were able to play that. Um, We were able to play World War Z, which I thought with all the action it would be kind of grainy. And Jason, did you notice much in there? No, not really at all. Um, I mean, there were... There were a couple spots where the horde kind of filled the screen enough that it was hard to see what you're doing. That it um, hitched just for you know like half a second, um, and it was really hard to see what I was doing on a screen that small. Yeah, and I have an S10e, um, so this is like a five inch screen. Yeah, and it was. Uh, you know, really hard to do headshots on that tiny of a screen because, I mean, they're like a speck. <laughs> yeah, and I was running into a little bit of that with one of the other games I was playing, but, like, overall, like, I'm super impressed with what game streaming does. Um, game streaming is, so far, like, head and shoulders over anything I've heard about Stadia. What are you guys doing? Oh, we're looking at pictures. Keep your fap to yourself. Um, Monster World cosplayer. Oh, my God. Damn, she's hot. 
I'll you can distract me later. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to distract you now. Um, but <laughs> yeah. So, long story short, though. Um, but even between weeks, like this is a very all the time updated service. It's been constantly updating the app on my phone. And the difference between last week and this week was pretty noticeable on the cell phone stream. And that was something I was pretty impressed with. Um, it's You just get into the Xbox Insider program, and then you're able to sign up for this. I ended up getting my access pretty quick. Um, I actually bought a game after playing it on here a reasonable amount. Um, I don't know enough about this to truly rate it, but... I've been looking at Journey to the Savage Planet for quite a while. It's got a really... It's done by 505. Uh-huh. And it's a really goofy, uh, kitschy sci-fi world. Very Buck Rogers, like you work for the fourth best salvaging... Co- or fourth best salvaging company in the world, in the universe. I mean... It's... The the jokes aren't bad. The commercials aren't bad. But... It's got a very 80s vibe feel. Yeah, 80s is a good term, yeah. Really B-movie feel to it. But Like one of the the commercials you watch in the damn thing is mall monkeys. Like sea monkeys, but they're people. But they're people. Oh, okay, cool. Um, But the... But the premise of the games, I won't even really go into that until I've done more of it, but basically you're crash land on a planet, you're set there to explore. Things turn out that it's way more interesting than the corporation realized, and now you're set to explore and rebuild a lot of your items, rebuild your ship, and things like that. Not a total crafting game. A lot of the material I'm getting is from things I've found or things I killed, Um, and those materials are kind of like it's XP system of sorts. Gotcha. Um, It's a shooter. Basically, in a with crafting light and survival light mechanics. Yeah, the um, one thing the one thing I would say is for being a shooter, um, watching D- Justin play some of it on the console and on the stream, the reticles kind of hard to see. Yeah, I was, and the other thing is, I basically uh, casted my phone to my TV so I have a smart TV. And I will tell you, it's not really built for that. It didn't cause problems with frame rate. It caused problem with the the stream was at a low res. The uh, it's felt like it threw it to thirty fps, um, and then there's about a half second of input lag. However, it was easy for me to show Jason what in the world I was doing on my tiny screen with my controller uh, while doing so. Yeah. But like talking about this versus Stadia with all the issues that people have been having. I was telling these guys earlier, I was like, so think about this. Think about a world where you no longer necessarily have to buy a console. You just have to have a decent internet connection. And you could get this little $7 clip, buy yourself an Xbox controller, and now have access to a library, right? I think that is a pretty cool future, honestly. And I can, like, it cross-saves. So every bit of progress I had from before on the on streaming transferred over the console ended up buying the game um because i didn't own it but it was letting me stream it because i'm just part of that beta yeah but all my achievements had been transferred over my save had been transferred over is very seamless to the point of i quit on the xbox paired the remote to my controller turned off the xbox turned on the controller loaded up the game and i'm exactly where i was before Hmm. which is really fucking cool um i just 
I'm just impressed with all the possibilities that presents, right? If you're not a PC gamer, right? If you're somebody who doesn't care about the mod or the tinkering with it, right? And you want to be able to do that. I think that's really fucking cool. And what if they get to the point where, like, with the next generation console and the access to PC stuff, they're running that stuff on their platform, right? Like, think about what that means later with your PC build if you could stream all that content to a shit PC and have the ability to do that. I like Like, the, if they kept Game Pass the same price it is right now yeah. for that and then included all those extra features, like, yeah. that... It kills the only reason to have the Switch is exclusive software, right? But for the purpose of mobile gaming, if I can do that anywhere, that I've got a decent internet connection or Wi-Fi, yeah. I don't really need the Switch anymore. Well, I kind of like the idea of making games accessible to people who don't have a freaking 2080 Ti or whatever. Uh, somebody that has a, you know, bare basic fucking, you know... Uh, video card in their system would still be able to log in do you know and be able to play games you know I mean, on the PC I was sitting in my um, fucking jet tub like a motherfucking king right with my controller on I just pulled you, a little end table in there and I was just sitting there sipping on my water and <laughs> playing my game well, the jet not tub the bath was water. Not the bath water. God, yeah. you are a white basic bitch. Hey, running that, oh, man, the fucking jet tub will, like, blow a hole in your asshole. Yeah. That thing is, blows We hard. don't want to know how you know this. I, you accidentally scoot the wrong way. It's like, whoa. Whoa. I just about killed my fucking hemorrhoid there. That, that, that. Yeah, yeah it was spiked there. Spiked. Whoops. Yeah, that's sorry what, about that's that. What, that's what <laughs> that's asshole what tingling happens does. happens when your hemorrhoids get tickled. I guess. But, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like it's a, it's a Jeez. whole other experience. It's it's pretty relaxing, honestly. When you've been working hard, jet tub is awesome. <laughs> I mean, you once you have a jet tub, you'll never not have a jet tub. Okay, well, I I probably won't have a, a jet tub ever. I mean, you um, just sit there and just like, uh, or you can just, just get, rumbles your whole body. Get a hot you tub. You know what also uh, works relatively well that. The wife and I have been thinking about picking up as we tried a, uh, um, somebody had one uh, of those, used back uh, massager. Coleman, um, like soft pull hot tubs. Oh no, I wouldn't do that. No, yes. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that at it all. It actually works really well. I don't care. No, the thing is, though, it, I mean, go, getting back to the tech here, because this is getting into yeah, a well, weird territory. Yeah, but you could you could be naked in your hot tub uh, playing video games. <laughs> like, what kind of high life is that? I could be naked in my backyard in my Coleman hot tub with my controller and my cell phone. Playing video games. <laughs> it's I, snowing outside. I, and Why would you? I don't know. That's the best time to be in a hot tub. Snowing, it's just like contrast. You wouldn't want your hands. You have to have your hands above the water to be able to control it. Otherwise, wearing my motherfucking mittens. <laughs> <laughs> well, the like, rest of me is bare. Like freaking God like, created. God. He's got like a fucking... You know, like, winter hat on and fucking mittens playing fucking games. The rest of him, completely nuts. Uh, well, I mean, the bubbles cover everything up. Uh-huh, right, okay. They cover a multitude of sins. <laughs> the, um... The, <laughs> man, let's get back to the tech, because this is getting that vivid. That future could be now. That's getting vivid. <laughs> um... 
Now uh, the have to track down a dog. Uh, the uh, the the idea behind it is really great. I mean, you being able to you know to uh, to game on just a mobile network uh, with whatever device you have, you know, and I uh, he's using a small fucking you know you know you know just a little phone, right? Uh, but let's just say you can't do that on a uh, mobile network enabled tablet. You know, you can get like a fucking Galaxy Tab with you know with mobile network available to it. Uh, and you still have access to that. Of course, it's going to be better on Wi-Fi. You'll probably get better resolutions out of that. Uh, but, you know, a tablet or even a, like I said, like a fucking uh, a PC that doesn't have, like the podcast PC, for instance. Right. Pos- yeah. A podcast PC doesn't have a, a, a graphics card and it doesn't need to. It just runs off of a you know, on-chip process, you know, graphics processor just to display what we're recording, right? So, Right, it has uh, no processing power to speak of. Right, but if I was to load up, uh, you know, the app and, you know, be able to uh, stream games to that, that basically gives all the power of a, you know, gaming PC on pretty much anything. And that is, uh, that's attractive. That gives, you know, that widens the audience. It does, and it it gives me an application for this as well. Like, I want to lay in bed and play some games. I I can without moving the Xbox, yeah. right? It's it, it has. Want, I've it's got benefits. a break at work, right? I you know I eat lunch and I want to goof off on something. Why not? Yeah, it, I mean, it has its benefits. For me, I don't necessarily have as much use for it, mainly because. I am of the camp of people who want to have control over their their games. Because you um, do that with everything. I, well, I mean, it's kind of a thing for me. I don't like not having control. So, uh, for instance, if I want to be able to patch a game or be able to actually run a game at a previous patch or <laughs> if I want to modify the game in some way, what games uh, have you modded, Rusty? I mean, I'm modding Monster Hunter World for right now, for fuck's sake. I mean, you can do that on PC, and you can't do that on consoles. You know, you there is some very cheaty mods, of course, but I mean, for you know, just as an example of one of the mods I'm running, you know, the fucking little shiny drops that you get from breaking monster parts on Monster Hunter World, right? There's a little white speck on the ground with maybe a couple speckles that come off of it. The new area that you are hunting in is ice and snow, and you can't fucking see those things when they drop. I didn't think you had to pick them up. I thought yeah, I picked them up. you have to pick those up. Those those don't come in at the end of the the quest. You have to pick them up. Um. So. Uh, so I'm running a mod right now that basically turns the little speckles that come off of those uh, those pieces into a light beam, like a little light beam cone that that shoots up, kind of like um, like in Diablo when you get a fucking uh, uh, a legendary drop. It has a light beam that comes off of it, right? Um, it's kind of like that. It's colored, so you know kind of what it is, and you kind of know where it's at. You know that it dropped. It's very easy to see. That's a modification that doesn't break the game, 
and is basically a quality of life thing that I can add to it. If I was to play Monster Hunter World, and I'm not saying it is on here, but if it was on uh, if it was on a streaming service like that, I wouldn't have access to that kind of mod. Uh, so people who want to be able to have that kind of control is aren't really going to be able to get the full experience of what they want to do on a streaming service. That said, if I'm on a business trip or visiting my family, which are categorically not fucking gamers, uh, they don't have a setup for that. I would be able to at least be able to game while away and have a a very wide range of games that I don't have to download to a specific device because it's streaming. Yeah, I just... I'm just excited that the there's not a lot of, there's not a very not really a noticeable input lag on anything I've played recently whether it be on Bluetooth or not. Bluetooth has had a slight increase in what it looks like for the most part, but yeah. Uh or not Bluetooth Wi-Fi, but not to a point where I don't know, it's just it's crazy how much this tech works and Stadia does not. Right. It's, it's, and this doesn't require the hardware you need with Stadia. Right. Like, it just literally requir- requires Android support. Mm-hmm. And then if you're on iOS, you can play Halo so far. The, the Stadia, uh, for instance, the Stadia hardware, the Stadia box, for instance, is just to be able to hook it up to a television so you can have that... Uh, you, you can have that, contr- you know, the control to your television. This is mainly for mobile devices. You know, you're not seeing it, you know, uh, marketed for television. You're no, mar- you're not. And it's, but it's just like, I'm just thinking about, like, if you put this on your tablet, right? And it's meant, it's meant to go back and forth. It's meant to take your game on the go. Mm-hmm. But it loads all these games, right? It's a fairly decent... You know, it has a fairly like, decent speed to it. The biggest load, I think, is just starting the, you know, the Just game. starting takes about a minute for any game. Oh, but still, it's not too bad. I mean, it, you know, these hardware that they're running on the other side, I'm not sure if it's running on, like, server hardware. I'm sure it is, but. It has to be. Um, but if it's running on a, you know, on server hardware and they've got video processing to it, then you've got basically all of the, you know, the benefits of having a fairly decently spec PC running a game and then streaming it to mobile. So just, load times, for instance, on the on the other end could be, you know, competitive. Uh, could be fairly good. Anyways, so far, highly, uh, highly impressed with it. And I'm excited to what happens with it later. And still in beta stages, and beta stages is extremely viable right now. Like, I just, I don't even know what they do next with it. Well, the... the like, if they get to the point where you can mirror this to your TV. Right. Right. And not, have, and not have the weird lag. Right. Um, That would just be fucking next generation game breaking. Like right. Like, it just would, I feel like... I could sell somebody on that idea extremely easily. Hey, you don't have a console? Go get yeah. yourself a second-rate Bluetooth Xbox controller. Spend eight dollars on a game on a clip, right? Or even not that. You got a kickstand for your phone? Yeah. You or a kickstand for your tablet? You got a wall? Yeah. Right. Or a couple of books? 
Let's just lean this up and get you that controller for thirty bucks. Get you Game Pass for twelve bucks, and or on a you know we'll get you a subscription for three months. Right. This kills every fucking mobile game you have. Right. Well, and and then that's because it's now you're playing real video games on your phone. Yeah. Or your tablet, and not yeah. playing fucking clickers. My um. Yeah. Exactly. Uh. My, uh, I'm interested to see what they want to do, uh, what they're going to do with the next gen. So with uh, the Series X coming out, for instance, uh, with those games, you know that there's going to be games that are going to be exclusive to Series X. Um, I just, know, I just feel like as far as console gaming in general, yeah, and even now with Game Pass on PC starting to catch up with, you know, their selection's not quite the same, but it's pretty decent, right? Like it's just, it's you feel dumb not having it, right? I just hope that that the you know that this streaming service doesn't you know limit itself to the uh, previous generations once the Series X comes out, uh, you know, because of processing power. You know, Series X is going to be you know eight, eight times faster, right? So, right, you know, it's going to have more processing power and that's going to really bump up what they have to do on the server side to make sure that that game is streamable. Uh, so, you know, it, it'll be, it's, it's, we're waiting to see what happens with this. And of course this being a beta, it's a really impressive beta uh, for what's currently there. I just want to see what, it, you know, what they've got going for that service coming down the pipe, like in the future. If it's going to be long-term viable, or if this is going to be their uh, their direction, you know, this is this is the next Xbox, and we don't know it yet. You know, right? This is what's happening after Series X. Yeah, and but if they do it well and it's implemented well, like this is that's a really awesome idea because yeah. before our skepticism came from how stadia was running yeah and stadia was a was a great idea implemented uh implemented poorly um I, I think Microsoft has a better idea of what is needed to make a game playable over a network yeah uh and uh I think that their development team has that kind of responsiveness in mind when they're building the back end for all of this uh, all of these streaming services. So Google's basically looking at I gaming can't from a fucking, you know, clicking standpoint, right? I can't imagine Phil Spencer, I mean, he's been the best thing that's happened to the whole Xbox project since yeah. it started. I can't imagine him approving something unless it actually fucking works. Right. And and this being running off of just mobile network and still being fairly seamless looks good. Um it's only going to improve in the future. So that that's it's a good sign. Very good sign for for a beta. Well, I think I think right now is a good time for a break. We'll be back. And we're back. 
All right. All right, we're back. Um, had to cool it down in here. Yeah. It's a uh, ball sticky. It, uh, I mean, this is TMI, but hey, whatever. Well, for those of you who don't know, you can go to our Twitter, and we've got a few pictures of how big this room is. It is the smallest room in the house. It's the, it is. It's very well insulated. It's extremely well insulated. It's a 10 by 10. And, um, yeah, it gets hot as hell in here. Yeah. I, it's cold outside. I turn on the AC and open the door. <laughs> It's just, it's too much. It's uh, it's like was, thirty degrees outside. We're f- flipping the AC on in the freaking uh, in, in the studio here. So it's uh, yeah, it gets pretty it gets pretty sweaty with three guys, a computer, and some soupy fucking, would be the word that starts to get sometimes. Yeah, soupy, very um, soupy. It does, especially in the summertime. Oh fuck, man. we have to have it so cold. Yeah, <laughs> uh, to even survive. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Uh, it feels better in here. All right, man. This is so. I want to talk about some quick stuff. I know Rusty has one real big thing. Um, Gog doubled down on its refund policy. Mm-hmm. So good old games. Yes, and you can get pretty much anything on Gog. And I'm of the mindset that I'm trying to get away from platform loyalty really hard this year. Yeah. Uh, to the point of you know I I PC game across multiple platforms. It could be Epic. It could be Steam. It could be Game Pass. Whatever. And I tend to, I've gotten even away from just Steam sales. There's so many other places that have sales. Um, Green Man and Gog have both been pretty good to me. Humble sometimes pretty good. Yeah. Um, get to the Steam key or even an Epic key. Well, shit, I got uh, a few games off of Humble. It's, I mean, it, as long as you, it, as long as you can play the fucking game, it doesn't necessarily really matter to me. Uh, what platform it's on as long as I can act, uh, actively access it. And it's not a pain in the ass to get to. That's another thing. I mean, it's got to right. be... Like, I would stay away from, like, the like fourth-party key selling sites. Yeah, yeah. Go... But, like, Green Man is a very trusted source. Yeah, Humble, Green Man, bo- uh, both of those places are really great. Uh, there was... Um, uh, Chrono is also yeah. a really good one as well if you're looking for really cheap games on sale. Uh, you can, and I tend to wish list on all these things to let me know when there is a sale. Yeah. So like one of the things I'll pick up later this year, if I can find it for $20 would be search two. So I've got that floating around. And when I see it at that price, that's when I'm going to pick it up. And I've got so many act, so much access to stuff already. Like I've, I've, I spend 60 or less monthly. That's my current budget that I'm trying to keep. Um, so I tend to play a lot of indies, but um, even stuff that's not quite so indie. So, anyways, um, GOG's refund policy changed quite a bit. It said, so with Steam, you've got either two hours of gameplay is all you can do, and then you can refund it. GOG is 30 days, no questions asked. Right. Which, that's... they said they're going to monitor the situation to make sure it's not abused. I mean, there will be a few abusers out there. Yeah, there's... But, honestly... Um, Gog's the owned by CD Projekt Red, you know the makers of The Witcher, yeah, and Cyberpunk. Um, they do a pretty good job of that. Everything's DRM free to begin with. Um, I don't understand why you'd refund after thirty days unless you just forgot about it or you played it, really tried to get something out of it and decided that it really wasn't the thing for you. You ground for ten hours through a game, you're like, fuck this. I'm getting something else. Yeah, I think they'll probably tell, stop you from refunds if you're doing that. You're buying three games and then returning them every month for a while. So they'll lose some money over this, but I think the brand loyalty 
that they offer with the DRM free stuff on there, plus finding old shit that you're looking for. I mean, you can find Command and Conquer on fucking GOG. Right. It, or Quake 2. That was one of the things that uh, that they brought out when they... Uh, when they announced this, I, I read up quite a bit about it because, I mean, it looks very exploitable on the surface. But the thing is, is for, you know, if you've got 30 days and it doesn't matter how long you actually play the game, it's extremely generous, right? I mean, you could get through a game in a weekend uh, or two uh, and quite possibly refund it, you know, if you were not, you know, if you wanted to exploit the you know the thing, and I'm I'm not saying that you should, I'm saying that, f- for instance, if you play a game all the way through, you've you've experienced everything that that game is, you know, and it's worth the money that you spent it. You know, the, I mean, if you don't finish a game, and you play it and you try it, and you like, if I was to pick up like, for instance, Dark Souls three, if I was to buy Dark Souls three right now, it's kind of a uh, that's a risky buy for me because I don't know if I'm going to be able to ever beat that game. You know, right. if I wanted to pick that game up, try and try hard, you, you don't get a full experience of a game in two hours. Simple. I mean, you get to experience the very beginning of the game, and, and I don't know how many games you've played, but a lot of them fucking suck for the first hour or two. Like you are, you know you. You're out there with it's fucking. The whole reason like, I've had a hard time getting started with Ori is that it's got a long intro. Yeah, you've got you've got uh, you know cardboard armor and a toothpick, and off to the races you go. You know, right? You know, it's you know you don't ever actually get to experience you know any you know any development in your character in two hours. Uh, but with this, I can give it a try over the course of a couple days. Maybe put you know maybe put. Uh, what I would consider a good college try into a game, and if I don't like it, and it's not something that interests me after the first few hours, you know, say five, ten hours, yeah, I'll go ahead and refund it. The reason is, you know, it's it wasted money if it's sitting in my uh, my uh, my library and it's never going to be played again. Yeah, you know. You could try, you know, this also kind of opens up the option to try games that you wouldn't normally buy. You could buy into Shikiro Satoshi twice or, you know, or something that's going to be, you know, considered a little harder. You're not, no, you don't know if you're going to like it. You find that you really do enjoy the game and you kick ass at it. You've got a, a quality game and you're not going to refund that game. You know, that's, you know, you, you wouldn't normally refund a game you're having fun with. Uh, so uh, they take a chance. They do. They are going to take a chance, and I'm sure that there's going to be internal or you know back end protections versus people who try to exploit this. Yeah, right? well, you, I'm sure there's probably. I'm sure they probably have a review process where. You know, somebody refunds to me games, yeah. you know, within a certain time period or something like that, you know. I, I'm sure they have protections yeah, built if, in if you buy, for abuse. If you buy five games and return all five games, I'm sure that they're going to, that's going to fl- uh, fly up a red flag someplace, right? Um, the uh, the idea behind it is pretty, you know, it's it's pretty out there. Um, cause 
you know, 30 days, like I said, is really, really generous amount of time for uh, for that. I would normally think maybe seven days, maybe 14. Oh. 30 I, I'd is... Say, I'd say... I'd say 14 to 20. Yeah. Somewhere in there is completely reasonable. I think they are increasing their risk with 30. I mean, that's pretty... 30 days is pretty significant. I mean, most most even casual gamers can completely wipe a game in 30 in yeah. 30 days i mean that's the 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 idea they're going be uh, going with is the it, it's very similar to uh how i did uh raids back in wow is the uh uh dbad uh don't be a douche yeah <laughs> if you know I think in their uh, their press release, I think the you know the the last words were, uh, you know, don't be that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you could refund your uh, your game after twenty nine days and after you've beaten the fucking game, but nobody likes that guy. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. <laughs> so, um, one of the other things that is just recently come out that's uh, kind of a big deal is um doom eternal right yeah. it's about to come out oh yeah um has a has redone i'm sorry i'm starting my batteries are starting to die has redone the engine so the it tech behind it and on the right rig will now run it up to a thousand fps there isn't a monitor <laughs> that will run it <laughs> a thousand fps they are highly <laughs> focused on optimizing that game to run like a badass. Oh my god, a thousand FPS! I'm just trying to th- uh, imagine a rig that would be able to push it. PC gamer was up to g- able to find a monitor that would get it up to 400 FPS. Uh, and that that's is an expensive ass monitor. That's <laughs> like, yeah, you're looking at yeah, that's that's nuts. That's absolutely ridiculous. But just, just their point. To quote them, was would this be the next crisis? I mean, that will this be the next crisis? Can can your game run Doom Doom Eternal? Yeah, but uh, just the thing is, I think that's maybe not quite the right thing. I think their idea is that it's optimized for most platforms, right? Which means that it should, if they're working this hard, I'm assuming that it should run really well on console. Um, regular Doom ran pretty well on console. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I mean, I can run mine at 144. Or 144, 1440, 60 FPS on my uh, 17, what is that? Is that 1770 that I have? The, oh, the video the, card that you have? 1070. 1070, 1070 right? 1070. See, I'm, I'm fading. Yeah, you're fading for sure. Um, but yeah, what that's... 1770, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, oh. exactly. Yeah, 1070. Anyways, um, but that being said, right, like that's really promising for the game to them working that hard on the software encoding to make sure that it runs extremely fast. What that tells me is that it's uh that when that game releases it's going to be optimized well. 
and super we're a month away and they're running they're talking about a thousand fps i'm pretty yeah, stoked you're not gonna get a thousand fps on your home rig i i almost guarantee it uh there's a special setup yeah this is that. the guy that's pouring liquid nitrogen on the yeah. core as we're going yeah exactly but future proofing it to always be a very highly optimized game yeah if you know if you can max out your refresh rate on your monitor at home that's a win uh if you honestly can... i play a lot of things at 60 because i play it on my tv yeah um 60 fps 1440 is a really happy medium for me on just about everything yeah it's still it's still playable i mean for it's sure super playable i mean you don't really the human eye doesn't notice a difference over 60 yeah it, the only difference that you really only, realize is... The only difference I run into is anytime I get over 40 FPS, the dog is suddenly interested because now she can register what's going on on the TV. <laughs> right. Right. At 40 FPS, she doesn't give a fuck cause it's a slideshow, but she sees at 75 FPS. Uh-huh. So once you start getting at a 60 FPS and faster, it starts to look lifelike to the dog, and she starts to hate faces. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, she's she's gonna definitely see faces uh, when you like play Doom with Outer Worlds, right? Yeah, she really didn't like Outer Worlds. <laughs> the um, or the, Destiny. She, uh, Lola hates Destiny. Well, I mean, that warlock is scary as fuck to her for some reason. There's a lot of fucking people that's not liking Destiny at the moment. Um, I'm kind of glad I jumped off of that uh, that bandwagon now. Um. But yeah, no, I, the uh, uh, Doom Eternal looks, you know, is looking better and better as, you know, as we start hearing more about it. And it's coming out, what, Weeks. next, you know, like next month, just a couple of days from now. Really? Yeah, it's it's coming out soon. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully uh, after we post this podcast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. So hope, hopefully I'll get it done. Jeez. Moving from crawling up my ass sideways. Awesome news to. The news of the news of idiots in a story that is worthy of the onion. Oh God! All right. So apparently, there is a well-known flat earther goes by the name Mad Mike. Uh, was was decide, decided that in order to prove to everyone that the Earth was actually flat, he would build his own rocket. <laughs> To steam-powered rocket to launch oh. himself into space. Oh, steam! And prove that the Earth was flat. Steam. You're going to use steam. Yes. Oh God. I can't imagine this went well. He he launched himself on Saturday. Uh huh. During the launch, in watching the video, his emergency parachute for descent completely disconnected from the rocket upon launch. Oh. Oh, that's nice. Um not even reaching 2500 feet. That's not even very far up. The rocket comes crashing back down. Oh no. I've oh, never heard of a steam-powered no. flying anything. So I've yeah. seen steam-powered rockets before. Now, steam-powered rockets normally are about the size of, oh, I don't know, um, right? And your your so, your lamp, for instance, is probably the most yeah, I've and, seen shot with steam. And there are some um, there are some I'm smaller um, 
steam-powered rockets that can that can get up up to a couple hundred stories. You know, basically they're they're I mean, good his enough. Did. He just went up twenty-five, two hundred fifty <laughs> right. stories. They're good enough to go get a uh, weather balloon. You know, like towards the lower stratosphere, right? Yeah, but I mean, there's but there's other. It's things. not meant for human travel, right? Okay. So, he apparently died from his injuries. Well, I mean, he, that uh, it, it's it's always sad to hear that somebody died, but it's also kind of like, well, we've got one less flat earther now. So, <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a handful of beliefs that, I, you know, that I will make fun of. Yeah. Anti-vaxxers and flat earthers. Those are, those are I, two of the I don't understand now. how, in this day and age, that somebody can... Fake news that hard. Yeah. It's right. It's pretty bad. Now, there's a couple things. I mean, has he ever played Kerbal Space Program? I mean, that Apparently was not. That 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 right there should be training one oh one for most not most flat earthers <laughs> right. wanting to build their own rockets. They could just play that game, and they can determine at that point that it's not easy to build a uh, a functioning right. rocket. Well, you know, like he's one of several guys that have been working on their own. Uh, should we should we say uh, space programs? Right, their own homemade space programs. Start with when GoPros, you, man. Right, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> what what could you have figured the, out? Like the other why did couple, you have to suit yourself? The other couple guys who have actually gotten far enough for testing launch their shit unmanned, right? GoPro not coming back to the ground. Send a Go- GoPro with a GPS locator. You're gonna be stupid enough without testing this damn thing to climb into it. Right. I mean uh, I'm sorry, nobody deserves to die like that, but um, you can't ask him for it if you climbed into it untested. It, it's very true. No. Like, why? Why? I, mean, I don't get I it, I seriously thought this was like an Onion-esque article when Justin first posted it, but I, no, I did my research and this was real. This this happened. You know, like I said, it's not. It, it, I'm not making light of the fact that somebody actually lost their life on this. This is... I'm making fact of, uh, fun of, of the fact all that, the reasons for you to die. Right, exactly. Why would you do that? That would he died trying to prove the Earth was flat. Uh, you, you. I mean, there's like literal libraries full of fucking evidence to the contrary. Why would you put yourself in that position? I mean, if if you were going if you were going to go on that quest. Fly your, get your pilot's license and fly your own damn plane. You can see the curvature of the earth. Around the planet. It's like, pretty easy. You can just get into a fucking high altitude plane and see the curvature of the earth. Boom, done. Easy. Safe. Somebody else flies it. Fucking. Shit. You fly to the right part of the world. You can see the curvature from a damn commercial airliner. You, if you, if you tr- don't trust the fucking, uh, the, you know. Altometer. All right. If you don't trust anything, right. If you're not, I mean, if you're a flat earther, you've got like, you know, you've got something going on. Right. But if you're not tr- trusting anything, I mean, get yourself a fucking set of GoPros, 
test those on things that you trust because, I mean, that might be yeah. a completely different thing than me. But tr- test those on a couple things that you trust. Make sure that the image is correct and not, like, fucking, like, being changed by the government or whatever the fuck you think <laughs> is going on. And then send those fuckers up, you know? And you'll get your curvature of the earth from a fucking weather balloon. The problem Easy is he get. only reached... Like a, like Jason's saying about two thousand five hundred feet. Yeah, is that yeah. it? Yeah, so that's not even. And his target height was five thousand. You're not going to see the curvature of the Earth at five thousand. Nope. You're not going to see the curvature of the Earth at five thousand feet. I think. Uh, oh, I, I my brain. I, mean, I don't know the number, but my my, my brain keeps you know thinking about thirty thousand feet. Is that? Is, I mean, is a commercial airliner yeah. flight about fifteen to twenty thousand feet? Yes. So I think. Let's uh, see. Curvature of the Earth. Easy. Um, and <clears throat> what do you need to see? Uh, how. Uh, how many of your Google foo sucks? I know, right? How high to fly to see the curvature? Is it, is it the Coriolis effect? Yeah, I think that's what it is, right? Uh huh. <clears throat> Let's see. Strongest of thirds. Thirty-five thousand feet. Google foo, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but that was pretty close. So I just thought that was just that's okay. That's out I there. mean, if you go to the National Geographic Library, it uh, says this article is rated grade six through twelve. So <laughs> Jesus, but, but staying on, not to not trying to be morbid, but staying there. <laughs> oh well, this is uh, sad. Sad news a couple days ago. Jeez. Uh-huh. Um, Kazuhisha Hashimoto, the creator of one of the primary producers for Konami and the creator of the Konami Code, died on Wednesday. Fuck. Man. So, up, up, down, down, left, at right, left, 61 right, years start. old. So, one of the godfathers of modern gaming. That sucks. It's gone. Um, I above. stand corrected. Coriolis effect is the speed of the earth spinning. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. dude, that sucks. Uh, and that's actually fairly young for, uh, for you know, somebody from Japan. They normally last, they normally like live longer lives than us fat fucking yeah. Americans. That's for damn sure. But, Damn, he he had a hand in a lot of the games that I played when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking uh, Gradius was one of it was like the introduction to uh, to the Konami Code. The whole idea behind the Konami Code was just something that was easy for the developers to remember so that they could test the game. Yeah, I you mean, know, he actually he actually put put that in the game during testing because he thought the game because he thought Gradius was too hard. Yeah. Well, it, I don't think it was meant so, to actually stay in the final version it of the wasn't. game. It wasn't. Yeah, so that's what I thought. Uh 
it, it was one of those, you know, it became one of the Easter eggs that became fairly well known. Uh, and because he worked on a lot of games for Konami, it just became synonymous with Konami as the Konami code. Uh, and if I remember, uh, you can still, you, know, you can do that code during the, um, uh, uh, in the Contra days, like the original yep. Contra. So if Contra you, gave you various unlocks. Uh, you, well, the original Contra gave you 30 lives. Yeah. Which was enough to beat the game if, you know, if you were at least halfway decent at the game. Um, it was the only way that I could beat Contra, by the way. I mean, th that game was incredibly I think that difficult. was the only way most people beat Contra. I mean. But I, I think that the name uh, Konami Code, to me, it, it because you inputted that code while the uh, Konami uh, uh, logo was coming across the screen, that was what kind of solidified the name for me. I knew that. I knew it as the Konami code because that was when you put it in, is when you saw Konami come across the screen. Um, so that was, I mean, it, it it allowed me to actually complete games that pff, my child brain couldn't have fucking figured out, uh, you know, how to play. And it's become way more than just a, you know, you know, just a, a game cheat, a game code. Um, it's been included in fucking Google's website, for instance. Uh, it is a, a very popular Easter egg on a lot of different websites. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's it's been included in all kinds of, you know, uh, of, of game references. It's solidified itself in the legend of games. Yep. Uh, you know, and it's all his doing. I mean, it, it all began with him. So it's it's a sad day. I mean, it's it sucks. Um, it's really uh, you know we 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 lost one of the legends. Yep. Um, you know, as we get older, we start to see that more and more. But uh, that is, uh, I mean, that you know he originated something that will live on for a long, long time. Yep. So and then in other news, moving on to. Better news. Well, yeah, um, lighter news at least. Netflix announced uh, exactly who is going to play Vesemir. It's in not a. Two. It's not Luke Skywalker. Oh. It is not Mark Hamill. Damn it! Um, it is Danish actor Kim Bogna, uh, <laughs> which no one here is really going to recognize it unless you watched Killing Eve. Um, he was one, he had one of the main, uh, um, main parts there. Um, I only watched a couple episodes of it, so I'm not even, uh, all too familiar with it. Um, but I mean, that's Netflix has a way with doing that though, with a lot of their shows, you know, lesser known actors that. Uh, end up being really good. So I'm just looking up we'll his IMDP what... page because I've never really heard of this dude. Like I'm terrible with names, by the way. So that that's just that's just me, <laughs> right? Um, it's so, not just you; it's me too. Um, yeah, I'm looking through like 
all of his like IMDb stuff. And mm. I am not seeing things that I have seen before. The the only thing you're really going to find that you may have watched an episode of is Killing Eve and that's a BBB that's a BBC show, so. No, nope, I haven't seen Killing Eve. You know, this is I'm looking through anything that he's done for Hollywood, really. And uh you're not really I'm not seeing anything. anything, really. Nope. Wow. Okay, so pretty much other than Killing Eve, it's Danish movies and series. That's interesting. Um I'm looking for pictures now <laughs> cuz the one thing that he's got to do is he's got to he's got to act the part or he's got to be able to play the part, right? And that is an older, you know, Vesemir, even at the beginning of the Witcher story, Vesemir is still old. Like, Vesemir was old when, you know, Geralt was a kid, you know? Yeah. So he's the oldest Witcher of the... Uh, oldest of the, surviving Yeah, oldest surviving the wolf school. Exactly. Oldest surviving witcher of the uh, of the wolf school, so he is going to be older and grayer. Not necessarily. Shoot. I mean, by the novels, he may very well be the oldest witcher left. Well, question mark? No, because you don't really uh, see an actual master from the cat school, or is it the school of the bear uh, school of the viper so well those are all in different areas uh and most of the schools of the other schools were either hunted out by you know humans yep uh or uh or they ended up disbanding or uh scattering so the the witchers really didn't have a uh, a school to call home uh the wolf school was only only able to exist because the area that the uh of Karamoran didn't wasn't strategically important to any of the kingdoms so they just let them have it well not only that but the uh, uh the school of the wolf really got um uh really inundated in the uh in that world between the countries yeah the politics um, between it all the politics between it all so you know there were there were a lot of the kings that would would rather uh leave them alone and let and know that they were hunting the monsters than than yeah. mess with them yeah um you you know where those monsters live yeah exactly <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'm looking at pictures right now, and um, I'm not sure I agree. But then again, I did the same thing when I saw the pre-shoot pictures for uh, for Geralt. So the pre-shoot pictures for Geralt was not great. Like, so... Uh, We'll see what makeup can do, because uh, right now I don't think he looks rugged enough uh, for the part, and I've never actually seen any of his acting chops. So it'll be interesting to see what you know what he can do. 
it's I, I can't imagine Vesemir playing that much of a role though uh, considering where the story currently is in the Witcher series Vesemir really doesn't play all that much of a role until after certain events yeah yeah about the about the closest we get is uh well no when you think about it you get training montage for Siri and that's about it yeah you'll you'll have uh it just depends on how much of the next season how much of their how much they spend time showing uh her training etc at Caremorn in season two which i imagine will be less i imagine season two is probably going to concentrate more on um uh, Geralt sending her with Triss yeah so there's going to be there's quite a few things that they could go with in the show um that uh that might not play out exactly like what is in the games uh and there there's still stories including Siri in the book series that I think they're they're more closely following the book series than any of the games well the games so. all technically happened after the book right book series the the closest we got to seeing uh pre the first witcher game was uh uh, some of the flashbacks Geralt had in The Witcher Three, for before the Wild Hunt, uh, before the Wild Hunt, right? So, yep. So and that was a very small sample size, right? So, I um, mean, most people are more familiar with the series from uh, from the games with being like a teenage girl. Yeah, uh, but the reality is, is most of the uh, most of the books showed you know if they had Siri, it was she was young. Yeah, um, in fact, they rate they aged her up for the series, but all in all, I think for the for the type of TV series it is, and I think probably as quickly as they're going to have to move through the story of the books, that was probably the smart choice. I don't know. Netflix is printing money with uh, with Witcher. They've already figured that out, yeah. uh, and, and and so I really didn't mind the fact that they went ahead and aged her up to a teenager now, right? Yeah. And CD Projekt Red is just sitting there going, "Yeah, guys, make more, <laughs> <laughs> right. make more." Well, especially <laughs> since uh, due to the show, they are now making eighty percent. They are now keeping 80% of the sale for their game on yeah, Steam. They, didn't they surpass $50 million? They that? surpassed $50 million last month. So now they're getting a better Steam cut from that, which is very timely uh, considering Cyberpunk is coming. Uh, when Cyberpunk hits, that's going to be a massive boon for CD Projekt Red. So this Netflix series has really put CD Projekt Red in a really good financial position on Steam. Uh you know, because they're able to, you know, to make even more money off of CD uh, or Cyberpunk once it comes out. That's fucking great. Well, I imagine they'll just probably sell more because, of course, when you go to the Witcher's landing page on Steam, you're, once Cyberpunk releases, there's going to be the, you know, some sort of banner or ad for that on oh, on yeah. steam and uh, their sales are just 
probably go it it will probably sell more units in its first month than the witcher 3 did yeah wouldn't surprise me it's kind of been hyped up so yeah we uh, have one more thing that you kind of wanted to talk about right rusty yeah so uh I, some, some of the uh the the the, the packs kind of news is coming out um it's, which is weird because i didn't think packs was till march I'll, I'll look it up. Talk about your story. Uh, so, so basically, right now the you know the big thing that's being talked about is uh, the new Baldur's Gate game. Oh, I guess it is. It just happened. Started yesterday. Just started yesterday. Go that's, figure. Next week, I'm sure we'll have a few things. To we'll about. have some things, but right now, uh, Baldur's Gate three was uh, you know was kind of teased a bit. Uh, and shown off a bit there at uh, at PAX, uh, and this just kind of came up and you know became a a big thing because uh, Larian Studios, which you know which developed games that we like, uh, you know Divinity Original Sin and Divinity Original Sin Two, are uh, are making this new Baldur's Gate game, and uh, we got to watch some of the uh, some gameplay from uh from the stage right and it looks pretty good it looks really good uh the uh the cinematics are very well done uh if you're a fan of D&D uh you're going to know immediately the situation and setup uh for it uh because it's not a uh it's not a creature type that is very well you know, um, oh my gosh, my brain is not working. It's not, right represented, it's, it's not in represented in games very much, uh, and it's hard to represent them. But uh, it is just to give it to you. It's it's a mind flare, uh, <laughs> and you get to see. I knew exactly what it was when I saw it. I was like, oh, that's a mind flare. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Um, so yeah. Great, uh, uh, great cinematic, and then it gets into the gameplay. And if you've ever played a, uh, if you've ever played one of the uh, Divinity Original Sins, uh, it looks very similar as far as like looting and you know and, and movement. Uh, I would say that the camera is kind of closer. Uh, it's not, more, it's not a top down like. Uh, Divinity Original Sin is. It's a mix between uh, like Dragon and Age, Dragon Age Three and Divinity. Yeah, it's kind of it's was kind the... of a mix between the two. It's lower, a uh, little more over the shoulder, uh, but it kind of gives you more detail. I did notice that there is quite a bit more detail in you know uh, in the uh, gameplay and movement, which is really nice. Uh, but one of the biggest pr- uh, things that you know people of you know, fans of the Baldur's Gate series is going to notice right away is that it's turn-based. It's not active, uh, not active combat like active pause combat. It is turn-based, so it plays a lot like, well, it plays a lot like Divinity: Original Sin in that way, because it is very turn-based as far as. You know, this character moves, then this character moves, then you pass the turn to the enemy, and then they move. Um, 
it still has all the dice rolls. It has all the the you know the class and the move sets, and you've got your uh, your uh, your different actions that you can do, just like you would, uh, you know, in a D and D game. So it it really closely ties to the D and D rules for Baldur's Gate, uh, which I mean that was that was a thing for the pre- uh, previous games as well. You could see the dice rolls, right? Yep. Uh, it's, yeah, and I I think that it's. Not that bold a move. I know that there's some people that are going to be upset with it not being real-time pause. Um, I've actually thought about playing through Pillars 2 because they included a turn-based version instead of the real-time pause, which mm-hmm. I think I would actually be a little bit more tactical with my battles. Right. Because I wouldn't just be relying on the... Uh, AI. Yeah. yeah, to just do stuff without me having a chance to intervene because you kind of set gambits like Final Fantasy with the real-time thing. Yeah. And I'm way more of a control freak than that. I would like to control everything that's going on. I, I want to be able to control exactly the position of where everybody, everybody goes, how far they move, uh, and what actions they take. And I think that kind of fits a little bit better with the whole D&D-ish situation because uh, you want to be able to really control your party, right? You want to uh, You want to make sure that... Uh, they're not drinking a potion at a specific health percentage as a, you know, as a rule that you set up like a gambit. Uh, you can then make granular decisions based off of the enemy positions and whatnot. Those are very, very good moves in my eyes. That's the kind of game that I would want from a Baldur's Gate. This would make Baldur's Gate accessible to me. When I played Baldur's Gate and Baldur's, uh, Baldur's Gate 2, and that's been decades ago, right? It feels like, uh, feels like a whole other lifetime. But those games didn't feel quite right to me because of the act of pause. It just didn't, you know, I, I wanted to have control over the characters, but only had control over one, you know? Um, you know, it was, uh, I think, to me, this is a better, you know, a better direction. And I applaud Larian. Of course, they're using tech that they've already got. I mean, right. you know, it does very much look like, you know, uh, original sin. Uh, Just with enhanced textures and lighting. Right. They do do quite a bit more with the um, uh, with. Like you know, they're like with conversations, everything seems close up. And yeah, cinematic versus what it did in Divinity, where you kind of heard what was going on, you could kind of see their mouth moving, but it was still from a pretty far perspective. Right, you, it would kind of zoom in a little bit, but not quite enough. Um, you would get, you know, you can get a, a, a bit more RPG feel out of this. I think that's kind of you know kind of the direction they were going with this, and that's kind of. Uh, it's that's what you need for Baldur's Gate for sure. Um, overall, I mean, we only got you know. There's a video up on YouTube. You could watch it right now. It's about 20 minutes long. It goes through the cinematic and character creation. There's, and there's also like I'm just zipping through another video that was just actual gameplay with developer commentary going through it, uh-huh. where it's literally just the turn-based battles and movement through the environment and then kind of hitching on little bits of conversation. Like even to the point of doing dice rolls during the night from when you're camping to see if you get attacked or not kind of thing. 
Yeah. I, I'm. This is one of the things I'm most excited for this year. Honestly, for me, it goes this cyberpunk doom eternal right it's it looks really good it really does uh and if you're a fan of uh larian studios uh games like you know the Divin- uh, the divinity original sins are more recent of them uh that would be uh this would be a no brainer this is this is something to look at watch for and pick up oh yeah uh, cuz it it looks pretty solid now and of course what, what the, the fuck was uh, that? I have no idea. This is Jason's Bukaki app. <laughs> it was. I don't know what. That Your computer was. just farted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it's very controversial though. There's uh, there's people on the internet going back and forth right now whether or not the uh, the whole active ba- uh, battle system uh, is an absolute necessity for a Baldur's Gate game. Uh, whereas people like Justin and myself, we just, we, we prefer that turn-based game because we could put the controller down for a second, you know, need to go do something, need to take crap, whatever, uh, take care of the dog, whatever, you know, phone call comes in, you can set the controller down and you're not going to lose the battle. Um, if you accidentally hit the space bar or some shit, you know? Right. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it looks good to me, but there's some, uh, there's some debate online as to whether or not this direction is, uh, is it, if it feels like Boulder's Gate or if it just feels like Divinity Original Sin 3. That's kind of, that's kind of the gist. But, I mean, it's all I've got really. I mean, next we, week's going to have a lot more. I'm sure next week's going to be easy to to uh, find something to talk about. Yeah, because I mean, this divinity, uh, this uh, this divinity, this Baldur's Gate thing is literally eight hours old as of right now. Yeah, this <laughs> is not the time for us to bust out news. <laughs> right. So next week's news section is going to be uh, we're, we're going to hear a whole lot more about it. So, Jason, where can you find us? Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channels, YouTube.com slash RealTiltCast. Search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Find some friends of the show. Uh, we've got Cabbage that I mentioned earlier, KBG. We've got Picking Up the Pixels, and you've got... Uh, oh, my God. Uh, you've got NoQuarters.net. Uh-huh. You've got BMFCast.com. And and you've got TVGP.TV. They like turn-based games. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace.